This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. And, uh, you know, after they crush me, they give me a little uh, pity, like, oh, man, that's a cool deck, man. (laughs) That's a cool deck, man. You know, you should keep working on it, you know, like, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palm-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them... Maybe you can listen to the A Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and now, the AT. Hey guys, welcome to episode 77 of the 18 Podcast. This is KYT with John, Jay, and Scott. How's it going, everyone? Who's John? I don't know that guy. Oh, Jonathan, my bad. Yeah, you're I, bad. I, Jonathan bro. Medina, owner of Legit <laughs> MTG, future Woo! FNM hero. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Okay. I'm happy to be here, KYT. <laughs> <laughs> He's dying to play an FNM. So. Oh, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> How's it going, Scott? How's it going, Jay? Awesome. Awesome. Well, actually, I'm sick, so not super awesome. It's regular awesome. Oh, so last week we've got great feedback. We got one of our best guests uh, again. Last time, people loved Tom Martell. So thank you all t- uh, for all the feedback that you left us, both on the website and on Twitter and uh, via email or whatnot. Um, this week it's just going to be the four of us, and we'll start off with talking about what we've been playing. So. I'll go first because I think I'm the only one that actually cares about Modern as it's about to wrap up. The season's about to wrap up. Uh, I think it's it just ends at the end of this month. I know there's one more PTQ, like April the 2nd on Moto. But uh, I went uh, last weekend, went to Milford, Massachusetts. Uh, it's like six to seven hour drive for a PTQ, which I never do. Um, and it was grueling. Because we started the drive Friday night at like roughly 8 p.m., so we get there wow. at 2 a.m. That's rough, getting... <laughs> Yeah, barely getting any sleep. So when I woke woke up, I didn't even feel like winning. I didn't even care. I just wanted to get out of there. So I never, never, ever do that again. I never. Did you? Uh, did you drive? Uh, I did not drive. Then don't complain about the long drive. Yeah, not, not fair. <laughs> You're a little bitch, says John Medina. Yeah. Well, long drive is fine. Bitch. It's not starting the drive at 8 p.m. And then, yeah. Yeah. How many people, <laughs> how many sweaty guys were in the car with you? 
Okay, we were five, and, and it wasn't a big car. So, and I was in the back. So, all three of us in the back were not. Ha- we're very uncomfortable. KYT, um, it was a magic adventure. Okay, just you know. <laughs> so, mean, don't, don't be so what'd you play? Maybe. So what'd you play at this PTQ? So, so to keep it short, I, I decided to. Uh, well, the, the week before, I talked about how I played Zoo and how I I did well, I lost my win, and then I decided to like. LSV and Jerry were both recommending Tron. Um, I went, I faced three Doran decks uh, to start off, which is weird because it's like not really a big part of, of any metagame, both real life and online. So I faced that three in a row. Go 2-1. <laughs> Go 2-1. Eh. Win the mirror, which is really uh, luck-based unless you... Like you really need to draw like tectonic edge or ghost quarter to to really break the mirror, mm-hmm. um, and, and the guy multi five so, um, there, he didn't have much of a shot. Three one in contention faced my friend Rob Anderson who was on life uh, of the loam the loam deck, and he just like convincingly beat me uh, in those two games because the Tron deck at least the list I was playing, um that was posted on uh, LSV's article, just didn't have any real answers to the life, to the loam slash ghost quarter combo. Yeah. Um, there's just, it's just like, you really need to play some sort of anti great, like LSV had graph figures cage, but that does nothing to, to that combo. So, you know, I, I was stone cold dead once he's able to draw uh, one of his two ghost quarters. There's just like no out. I mean, you could play, you could, so you, your plan is to really try to, get an early gifts and play an Iona, but then if they already have a Liliana in play, you're kind of boned. So it, it was, you know, like I was basically saying, like, what the heck? I'm like talking to my friend, what the heck's my plan here? I'm basically like, I should just scoop it, <laughs> back it in. Um, and I lost to him. He eventually made it to the top eight, but then he lost. Um, but Loam is a legit deck um, for anybody that still has upcoming PTQs. And on the same day, Charles Gindy won a PTQ with Green Red Tron. And I think Green Red Tron is a very interesting deck because it goes over the top of the blue-white Tron deck. plays Karns, four Karns, like four Mind Slavers. So that's definitely a deck to test out uh, for upcoming PTQs. Nice. I'm I'm really looking forward to, to next modern PTQ season, actually. Um, I'm also really looking forward to uh, GP Columbus as far as modern format goes, um, because it's going to be uh, it'll be post Avison restored, uh, so we're going to have that whole other set. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, Reed Duke's black white tokens uh, <laughs> whole thing was awesome, um, so I'm pretty excited to play Lingering Souls in every format ever in life ever, except block <laughs> or EDH or EDH, but. Um, I like I said, I love the fact that it's eternal. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited. I think there's a lot of stuff. And if we get a little bit more, uh, it's close as a deck. Uh, we need a couple more goodies, I think, um, to fill some awkward slots in the curve. And uh, we can take it from there. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. Yeah, in modern format, is just sweet. I have to say, overall, I've been extremely impressed with it. I was a little apprehensive at first, almost feeling like it was legacy light. But there's an entirely different uh, velocity in that format. Uh, compared to Legacy, and it's it's really palpable when you're when you're doing a lot of testing and playing the format, and I think it's a lot of fun because the card power is still really high, but you know the decks are still 
potentially pretty they're pretty well well rounded and e- more, for the most part evenly strong e- e- sorry equally uh, strong mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people complain about legacy uh, uh, right or wrong that like because you get wastelanded and stuff that you don't get to to go to long game and play that many lands it's a, lot, a complaint you hear from a lot of these people don't like legacy and and that's not the case for modern so maybe they they'll like this uh, format more I love it just like you said right now there's like just so many best decks out there um it's just crazy that like i can't my cyborg just can't prepare myself for like all these matchups yeah yeah it's like it's like the legacy wild west back in the day right because you you just had to prepare for absolutely everything because you could play against 20 different decks in a in a grand prix for example and yeah this is the same sort of thing modern is you know it's about half as big obviously but the decks are no less diverse. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out because I met, got to meet Mariah for the first time, daughter of Tony. And nice. It was really great to see those two. I have no I, idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, who's Tony? <laughs> Tony Stark? Tony? Tony Baloney, man. Tony the Tony 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 is our is one Tony of our, he's one of our famous listeners. Uh and he's the one that that has written into us on a couple of occasions and let us know that uh his daughter listens to the podcast and that oh, she loves yeah. it and that she has a crush on KYT. <laughs> oh yeah. That Jay guy. actually wouldn't know. He doesn't read comments, remember? KYT is so dreamy. <laughs> That wraps up my uh, my modern modern. So, what have you been to, Scott? Uh, so, I've been playing. Uh, I'm doing a lot of playtesting. I've been watching a lot of coverage, and uh, so I'm doing a lot of playtesting with the Shaheen's Esper Esper Planeswalkers list, uh, which has been promptly featured a lot lately, actually, because it recently won the last uh, Star City event uh, standard portion in Sacramento. Uh, there was about two cards off. I think it's maybe like. 71 of the 75 that was initially proposed in his article. Uh, and then LSV has done a bunch of stuff on it as well. Um, recently on an article on Channel Fireball, because he apparently was at GP Nashville and uh, opened up a shitty pool and promptly sucked the tank and <laughs> decided to kind of drop out and play some side events. And sure enough, Shaheen comes to the rescue and says, well, I have this sweet Esper Planeswalkers list. And so you can read all about how LSV did with it and what you know he wants to do to the deck and stuff um, on his article on Channel Fireball. And it's a pretty good read. But uh, anyway, so I've been kind of messing around with this deck. And the other one I've been looking at was the Junkwalkers deck. Planeswalk has just been so much fun. I just want to play with Soren and Liliana and Lingering Souls and cards that are good, like blue cards or Garrick, Relentless. Um, so it's been pretty sweet. And, I mean, that deck came in second at uh, Star City Dallas-Fort Worth. So there's, it's putting us some good results. It kind of seems to be... Um, a strategy that is, it's almost comes, it, it, it comes across as mid range, but it actually has really good game against both control and aggro. Um, so it's, it's been pretty sweet. And I mean, you can just tailor the sideboard cause it's black and white in either version, uh, to really sort of nerf any of the graveyard combo decks. Uh, so the only deck that it has sort of that these decks sort of have any, any sort of issue with whatsoever is potentially like turn one Delver flip. 
Uh, it's not bad because Lingering Souls and Day of Judgments and all that stuff are really good, but it's just arguably the worst matchup is is Delver. Now the good news is is um, for the most part, Delver's starting to you know fall a little bit lower in the percentages with all of the other decks that are coming up, like Wolf Run in its various iterations, as well as uh, Zombies coming forward and things of that nature. And Black White's actually getting more popular too now, so. It's uh so I feel like they're both pretty well positioned, but I've been playing with it uh with Shaheen Sec. It's pretty insane. Um there are some really powerful interactions and just having multiple planeswalkers feels really good because I miss the Super Friends days. And they're back, folks. I got news for you. <laughs> they're back. Yeah, it seems like Lingering Souls is really good in a planeswalker deck because you just make a bunch of weenies and then like protect your walkers and then ultimate them. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is, th- like, they're just good anyway, incidentally, if you do happen to seize control of the board, and then you're just using, like, Soren to make to- to make emblems and just win, right? Like, it's just, it, yeah. it's, it's dumb. They can they can turn on a clock pretty quick. So, yeah, so I have it sleeved and ready to go, so if we want to do, like, um, a sneak, keep, and ditch on this real quick. Yeah, that sounds awesome. We can do that. Go ahead. All right, I'm ready. Ready? Ditch. Okay. So we'll just get a quick. So we do we know what our opponent's playing yet or no? No, No, right? We just sat down. Turn one. All we know is he has fingerless gloves on. That's all we know. Fingerless gloves going down. (laughs) And a legit MTG sticker on his shirt. (laughs) All right, ready. (laughs) Okay. So here it is. We have uh, Liliana the Veil. Okay. Consecrated Sphinx. Okay. Ditch. Yeah, sounds like a ditch, but keep going. Sea Chrome Coast. (laughs) All right. Snapcaster Mage. Yep. Mana Leak. Okay. Dark Slick Shores. All right. Lingering Souls. Yeah, this sounds like a ditch. You can't cast any of our spells. You can cast the Mana Leak. So... Manly and the Snapcaster Mage. And the Snapcaster Mage. Oh, so insane. And you're it's one land away from both Liliana and Lingering Souls. Ship. Ship it. Ditch it. See, I I think I keep this hand. I'm not sneaping it by any stretch, but I think I keep it. I mean, maybe I'm not used to playing the clunky, you know, greedy-ass deck. <laughs> KYT, what do you think? Don't you sneak this? What else are you hoping to have in this deck? Well, <laughs> a I, fucking land? Another, another land instead of Consecrated Sphinx, and it's yeah. a sneak. Yeah, agree. Or a Tragic Slip instead of Consecrated Sphinx, and it's a sneak. And well, I think are, you the truth the, are you on the play? Oh, that's a good question. We didn't figure that out. Because if you're on the draw, this is a sneak. If you're on the play, it's definitely a ship. Like, I would not even think twice about shipping well, that on the if play. You're on the, but if you're on the play, you get the extra value out of the mana leak, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not real enamored with Mana Leak right now. I don't really like that card. Well, okay, so in a deck like this, Mana Leak serves the purpose of basically a removal of X card between turns one and four. And that's its job. Okay. Yeah, maybe I just don't know the deck, but I don't like this hand at all. All right. So I've got, we've got two keeps, two keeps and two ditches. The next card off the top for for the record is Swamp. The one after that is Evolving Wilds. Doesn't, <laughs> so, doesn't really matter, but I'm yeah, just, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is it gets there. Okay, so let's do one more. Let's let, let's do another one. So, draw, so are we on the draw or on the play now? 
Somebody <laughs> flip a coin. I'm shuffling. Head. Tails it is. Tails it is. Okay, so draw or play. Well, you lost, so I'll I'll play. Okay, you okay? So we're on the draw. Yeah, I'm gonna crush you. Okay, so we've got swamp, plains. You're not supposed to tell your opponent that. Isolated chapel. <laughs> okay. Tragic slip. Snapcaster mage. Mana leak. Sea chrome coast. Ugh. Oh, I, I I like this hand better. It means you. Yep. Because you can uh, kill something and then snap it back and kill it, kill something else. Yep. And then you have four lands or five lands. You four have five lands. lands, right? Four lands. There's four lands, a removal spell, a counter spell, and a snapcaster mage. Oh yeah, I like the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, you do. Right. You do have the mana leak too, which yep. I'm not real. I'm re- not real enamored, but you can have mana leak, snapcaster, and the mana to do it. I like it. Okay. All right. does, this, does this deck have any like draw spells? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plays um, forbidden uh, alchemy. Plays two forbidden alchemies and uh, three think twices. See, yeah, I like hands with some think twices or something. Holy shit, man! <laughs> All right, last this, one. Yeah, this is a keep. It's not a sneak, but it's a keep for me. Yeah, I, I don't like the number of lands you have, but like, it's a keep. Oh, this is awkward. All right, so you've got Day of Judgment. Yeah. Day of Judgment. Liliana. I hate this deck, by the way. Keep going. Yeah, me too. Mana, Mana Leak. Uh-huh. Lingering Souls. Uh-huh. And Two Ugh. Swamps. All right, okay. I should have shit. That's a ditch. ditch. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. Are you playing, like, are you playing, like... Like a big walker control deck with Delver's land base or something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's got a lot of swamps in there, too, by the way. We just keep seeing those swamps. It's like, what the hell? Well, there's a lot of black cards in there. There's yeah, like I know. a bunch it's of curses creepy. and Liliana. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, though. Uh... It's, it's Greedy McFreedy. All right, here's a. I think this is pretty good, too. So we've got two swamps, an island, isolated chapel. <laughs> Seacrum Coast, two lingering souls. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd keep that. Did you the best you this deck can do, John? <laughs> Wait, you had two lingering souls and the mana to cast them all? And five mana, yeah. Yeah, yeah that all came into play until turn three. I did. It's the best this deck can do. <laughs> oh, man, this is the worst. You have to keep that hand. <laughs> yeah, you no way, you're it. dead, dude. You're dead to a Hellrider by then. Nobody oh, fucking plays Hellrider. Oh, this is really... On the, yeah, on the draw, it's slow. Yeah, I agree. On the play, it would be, uh, I'd keep it. But, yeah, on the play, it's slow, and on the draw, it's, like, just, like, slower dead. than passes. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah that, right. that, that ain't doing shit, that hand. I actually like the first hand. I like based the first on, hand, too. Based on what? First hand is, you gotta have balls, dude. First hand is pretty ballsy. I you see, I, I don't think it's all that ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, I've you don't know how many times I've just sat there like with the two lander no draw spell. I'm like, yeah, I'll get there. Turn six, I'm like, I wish I would just draw <laughs> a land. <laughs> just shuffle better. Yeah, yeah. No, not gonna do it. Not gonna keep doing right. like that. Well, this with one's pretty. Man- your action is a mana leak. That's it. Yeah. A mana leak and a and a, and a, a freaking ash coat bear. So yeah. I think I think I've actually pulled a sneak for this deck. You ready? So we've got 
Two Swamps Plains Island, Manalik Lilianasaurin. This. Eh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind. This that. deck fucking sucks. I agree. <laughs> I don't think so. I am not excited about this deck at all. I want to play Tezzeret the Mind Hammer. Well, <laughs> Tezzeret the Mind Hammer. It, like I said, it won the Star City event. And LSV did quite well with it, but LSV can do quite well with a ham sandwich, so. Yeah, LSV. Uh, uh, can you say the hand again, Scott? Sure. It was Swamp Swamp Island Plains. Okay. Liliana, Soren, Manalik. I mean, <sighs> you keep this hand. You sneep this hand. You sneep this hand. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the first sneep. Anyways, so there you go. So it's a fun deck. I I've had a lot of fun with it. I feel like uh, you know it's got a lot of reasonable answers. Got some really powerful plays. The Planeswalkers really shine, and they're pretty ridiculous. Um, you can kind of like tweak the sideboard too to get you know really techy based on your meta, and. Uh, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I, I may cut the third curse, because, like, three five-drops is a lot. Um, <laughs> 23 curses. But, uh... <laughs> John is dying. I think it probably plays out better than it sounds, right, Scott? Oh, absolutely it does, right? Yeah, because, um, like, it it actually... The lifelink from the Soren tokens is totally relevant. Uh, Liliana does a lot of work, and you basically, by putting on multiple Planeswalkers, you get into a position where your opponent has to really decide how they're going to allocate their damage and, you know, between the Planeswalkers or you or, you know, and all that what sort of stuff. What Planeswalkers does it play? So it plays two Gideon. <laughs> it plays uh, two Soren, plays three Lilianas, and it plays a Karn out of the sideboard. Come on, how awesome is that, Jay? And no, like, no Elspeths? No Elspeths. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that deck's pretty awesome. I just feel like it needs a lot more awesome. <laughs> like I just, oh, I don't know. I think I it's, it's it's like it's definitely a Scotty deck. Like Scotty loves yeah. this kind of deck. <laughs> no, it's true. That's not an insult either. Like yeah, it's I'm true. not insulting Scott, him. Scott like, likes playing planeswalkers, right? He likes whoa. playing big swingy planeswalker control decks. He's he's single handedly responsible for Tezzeret being more than four dollars yep. on all websites. <laughs> no, like, well, I can't I can't take all the credit for that because uh, you know uh, Shadow Yusuka did a lot of that too. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, that, guy's, yeah. that guy's been playing Tezzeret since it was printed. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> deck he's played. Yeah, and if he knew with the French, it was before it was printed. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, mean, I looked at a Shuda deck the other day that was really interesting, like blue-black Tezzeret control with, like... Bloodline uh, Keepers. With Bloodline Keeper, yeah. And, and like, four deck Ratchet Bahams, and, like... I, oh, I, no. I was like, yeah, shit, this is awesome. And that's when I tweeted that I needed Tezzerits, and then I was like, ugh. What did I, I just do? <laughs> fucking $50 on Tezzerits, like, to just... <laughs> ugh, that's the worst. Fuck it, I'm playing Delver. I'll do them for 40 No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, Jay, what have you been playing? I have been playing Delver. Um, but I last night I went like fucking like o fifteen uh, when we were play testing because everybody's just metting against. That was like really fun to deal with. Um, you know. So yeah, so like I mean, there was that. Uh, 
it's I don't know like I don't know if I like I don't know how how much I like the deck. I just I just don't know. You know, it's good. Uh, I got rid of uh, zombies this week. We had two Wednesday night mocks tournaments that I played zombies in, and like that deck just fucking sucks balls. Really? So I decided to yeah. I just zombies is just a bad deck. But like, if people tell you different, then they're lying to you. If if you draw the the like multiples of the two cards that are amazing, then you just win out of nowhere, right? But if you don't draw those cards, then like. You're just actually not doing anything. You're just playing Diagraph Ghouls. Like there was there was games where I would play three Diagraph Ghouls and a Grave Crawler, and then I would draw a Grave Crawler, and then like I would still just do nothing the entire game. Like I'm still just doing nothing. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because they're Diagraph Ghouls, nobody gives a shit about those. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, untap Lingering Souls, and then you're like, fuck. And then they're like, yep, just flashback Lingering Souls, and then you're like, yep, just fuck. Do I have any counterspells for the sword you're gonna get? Nope. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Fucking garbage day. Like, it just, ah, oh, it's just trash. So I sold it. I just took it apart and I fucking sold it all. I had, like, eight fucking grave crawlers and, like, six Dralf's messengers. No, no, not any of that shit. Wow. Just got rid of that. Um, yeah, and then I just been playing Delver, so, like, I don't know, Delver's, Delver's okay, but, like, uh, I just feel like it's, I still feel like I don't know how to play it properly, so I get frustrated when I'm playing it, and I don't know, and, like, the other thing is, like, I, I feel like when you're not drawing the spells you need, like, last night was really difficult for playtesting, because I didn't draw any counter spells the entire time, I drew one in, like, 15 matches, I drew, like, one Geist. Um, I drew my Delvers, but they only flipped once out of all the times I drew them. And then I was drawing, like, Invisible Stalkers. Like, I drew all four Invisible Stalkers and all four Ponders. And then it was just like, oh, like, I'm just not, I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm just actually <laughs> not doing anything right now. This is, this is shitty. You know what I mean? So what so. have you been losing to, though, in your 0 for 15 or whatever? Um, it, a lot of it was blue black. Like blue black just fucking railed me. Um, <laughs> just absolutely fucking railed me all day. Um, which was you know which was annoying. Uh, and then what else was I playing against? Oh, and then I played against blue white humans, which I thought was you know more of like a uh, more of like a a fifty fifty matchup. I didn't really have like a problem playing blue white humans ever. Like it was kind of. You know, but after board, Blue White Humans does a really good job against me, like the versions that I was looking at. Because again, like they're kind of meddling against um, Delver, but like they have Relic Warders and O Rings, and they have um, Divine Offerings, and they have and they have like Vigilant guys, and they have you know what I mean, like and they have Mana Leaks, and like so after boarding, so and then so just it, it, I feel like I, I am not up on the speed of how Delver has evolved. And whether or not it's still a viable deck, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I and then like yeah. because I don't play it enough, I just don't. I just don't know, you know, what exactly needs to be changed or not. I'm considering playing um, Blue Eye Humans. Ooh, uh, I like that deck a lot, and a lot of people are saying that it's the best deck. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I haven't heard that Humans is the best deck. I heard that Humans and Spirits were phasing out. Really. And that yeah, and the decks like green, red, aggro, uh, ac you know, black, X zombie, like blue, black primarily, but some red, black zombies 
Red black zombies, and, I think, is way better than blue black zombies. And so they were saying those decks, and then like um, I've actually been looking at some of the moto results. Yeah. And there's a lot of pod decks doing well. There's a uh, Niapod and Bant Pod that are doing very well. No. Yeah. 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 Yeah, these are like these are kind of like under the radar at the moment because no big tournament. Like they haven't done well at like a big tournament, but like there is a lot of foro like Niapod and Bant Pod decks. Yeah. Well, really? I mean, yeah, there was a uh, two weeks ago at the Star City. There, it was won by a Wolf Run White deck, which is basically like green, white, splash, red for um, the land, right? Wolf Run. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's some there's some very interesting changes happening. So like I think humans is like just a consistent deck and I think the same thing with spirits. But like on the level of power, some of these other decks are really like um coming out of the woodwork, you know. Yeah. Uh Jay, I had a quick question for uh your humans matchup. Did you side out did you try siding out your stalkers? Uh, no, I didn't. Because that's what, uh, um, well, that's what Costa says in his article. Basically, yeah. that stalkers are really good in game one, but because they, in in games two and three, they bring in all this hate that that specifically make stalkers much worse. That's why he takes them out and, and puts in other cards. So maybe that will help your post. They do. They matchups. do. Take, do they add a bunch of stuff that hates out your stalkers? But like your stalkers, like like they bring in like artifact. Yeah, I guess. So then, like, shouldn't you be removing your swords, then? Actually, I guess your stalkers are useless without swords, right? Yeah. Right, right. So that's his logic, which makes a lot of sense to me, so. Or I ancient does... grudges, or... Yeah, so. like, it makes sense, I guess. Because I'm looking sense. at his sideboarding guide in his last article, and he basically sides it out every matchup. Wow. Um, Because it's a... Gr- he keeps it, like, there's all these comments about then why keep stalker, but it's the fact that it's a great game one deck, right? So, yeah. Uh, not, not deck, but card. Card, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just wanted to know if, if that made. Sense. I never, I mean, I never considered it. What is he bringing in for those? Um, like against humans, this is how he's signing out. Minus three stalker, minus two pikes to like make. I guess to make. Three I don't play pikes, but that. yeah, that's that's fine. Minus yeah. one my, mana leak, plus two timely reinforcements, plus one batter skull, plus two phantasmal images, plus one revoke existence. So. Yeah, okay, so that's pretty close to what I was doing yesterday. Just I wasn't taking out the stalkers, but, like, the board was pretty close. And then, like I said, like, I'm having a lot of... I'm having a real bad time with, um... With blue-black, man. Holy, that deck's, like... like a that was your deck! Was I know, deck. and, like, I don't know why I'm not playing it, but, like, <laughs> that deck is insane um, pre-board against us. Like, basically, what I'm doing is sitting there being, like, man, I hope I have, like, ten counterspells in my hand for when he has his curse... Because if I don't, then I actually just am fucking dead. Um, and, like, yesterday I probed Lawrence, and he, he reveals a hand of Forbidden Alchemy. He has, he has four mana on the table. He re- reveals a hand of Forbidden Alchemy, Curse, Curse, Black Sun Zenith. And I'm just like, uh, yep. Uh, I guess I ponder. Do I find the mana leak? Nope. And he just goes, like, end of turn, Forbidden Alchemy. I'm like, yeah, you find a land, win the game? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, fucking sweet. <laughs> sweet when Dex. You, when you probed him, you should have been like, uh, I'll take the uh, alchemy. Yeah. 
<laughs> just give me alchemy. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the alchemy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so I mean, that's basically what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a, this the Sentry Box is doing a, the Sentry Box is doing a special tournament. Uh, so this is actually the time when I can plug it. Um, it's like it's called a GP. They're doing this thing called a GP qualifier. Basically, what they're doing is they're going to um, have like a CMT or a PTQ type tournament. But uh, if you win, you get plane ticket, and I think it's like eight hundred bucks or accommodations or something to GP Vancouver. Wow, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, like it's, it's like- kind of cool, right? Like you, it's kind of the same idea as like a PTQ or whatever. Um, so yeah, so like I haven't decided if I want to play in that or not because. Like, it was just kind of like the CMT. It's like, if I don't know what to play, then, like, I really don't want to wake up, spend all day with nerds, and spend my money, like, to not know what the fuck I'm doing. And <laughs> but you top bunch. made it. Yeah, I did, because I'm the best, with the best deck. <laughs> I got motherfucking top eights over here, bros. Ooh, watch out, watch out. Careful now, careful now. So yeah, so like I don't know, like what what would you like? Right now I'm at I'm at a place where I'm like I just I want to play the best overall deck that not like that'll that'll win, which is why I decided to go with Delver at the CMT, right? Right, right. Um, and I mean when when I went with Delver, it was just me and BZ that were on the Delver plan. That was it. Okay. You don't like the green red aggro deck? Uh, I don't like it a whole lot. I find it's really kind of swingy like it's just not as powerful as I want it to be <laughs> just play blue black if you keep talking about how awesome it is ah because like <laughs> I don't know that's awesome your heads uh, are, are nightmares like okay oh, ask, ask, ask your boy Matt Mercier what he would play <laughs> oh fuck yeah I'll do that cause Ugh. he's better than Cody Crosby he'll be like I'm gonna play Wolf Run but with blue in it <laughs> And that's Wolf always been crazy, crazy idea deck. It's a good deck in a world full of Wolfram decks. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he's just he's just dropping dungeon geists on their primeval titans and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. He's like nice titan. <laughs> and then like Wolf run my dungeon geist, fucking yeah, rape my, my flying dungeon geist. <laughs> yeah, just crush you. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Sounds awesome already. So yeah, but that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just looking for a deck. Like you guys don't like the blue white humans, eh? So uh, I like it. I, I, I like it. I'd run fourth Alia. Yeah. Yeah, I was like that, that was my plan. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I think let's the human aggro strategies, whether they're blue white or you know some measure of like black white with black with tokens in it or whatever. Like they're really. They're powerful decks. Like, they are really well-oriented in terms of tempo. They clock very quickly. Um, if you are not prepared for it... They are, too. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, if you're not if you're not prepared for it, you will just get your fucking shit pushed in. But... Um, Furtively. Literally. literally uh, not, you not know My recommendation would also be... Push. It would also be to run less um, Fiend Hunters. Yeah, and yeah. more of the more of the guy who taps guys, the the, the lawkeeper, or just a huge liability with all the uh, clone effects going around. Yeah, so like, cut the fiend hunters for removal spells and lawkeepers. That's my really. My, uh, 
Yeah. What removal spell would you play? Um, right now, even like O rings or something, or like, uh, like if you're gonna play like a heavy Thalia build, then you want to be like on Dismember or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you definitely need like two O rings in the deck in general, but uh, but like anything more than two, I don't know. Like I'd probably run two O rings and two Dismember, and then some uh, Law Keepers. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's probably fine. Yeah, the uh, the green hexproof deck has really started to fall off, and I mean Thalia basically makes Geist its bitch. So she makes a lot of things its bitch. Like yeah. blue black control is one of the things because it throws their it time walks them like every turn. Yeah, except for that black sun zenith for two. <laughs> that's still I mean that's impressive. that's fine. They still have to pay like five for it. Yeah. You know, if you're if you if you wait till they're black, they're paying five into a black sun. I think you're doing all right. That's true. And actually, Thalia makes mana leaks makes your mana leaks more powerful. Yeah, it makes it really tough for them because they can't do like multiple things. Like, so if you especially if you turn to it, then they have to alchemy on turn four. Yeah, and like abolisher too makes a big difference in the blue black matchup. I think. So I like Thalia just better than abolisher in general. Um, and I think that's the that's the slot that it takes up. You know, um, you wouldn't play both. Well, no. see, you could play it like if you've got room in the board. Abolisher in the board is fine because yeah, it's like the extra nails in the coffin for blue black. But I feel like Thalia just does a good enough job of it anyway, and I want her in more matchups than I do a Grand Abolisher because like against any non-control deck, um, Abolisher is just a fucking grizzly bear, right? Whereas Thalia is still a first striker, and that's yeah. totally relevant against the yeah, uh, the aggro. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big like with Abolisher. He's great when you're dropping the the angelic destiny. It's like yeah, because that's the one thing you actually just don't want to get countered, and you don't want your dude to be killed in response. Yeah. So like Abolisher is insane in that respect. But if you're not running the angelic destiny, which with Thalia you probably won't be. Then you just want to be like low and tight with dudes, you know what I mean? Like uh, I've seen some builds with even with even the loyal Cathar in it. I love loyal Cathar. That that card, <laughs> by the way, Cathar in that list is um is awesome. No, it's a concern. Like I think this yeah. is the other reason that I really like the humans build is that you go turn one, um, you go turn one Doom Traveler, turn two Cathar, and then it doesn't matter what they kill your guys with. Like, having guys that's... And then you... I mean, you could... I probably wouldn't, but you could probably even play Lingering Souls and or um, Midnight Haunting in a deck like that. I mean, you're going to play Gather the Townsfolk for your champions anyway. Wait, wait, but, stop, um, stop, stop. You've just named, like, 50% of the Black White Token stack. Just so we're clear. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not playing that. I'm, playing <laughs> I'm just <blue>. saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really honestly think if you're going to go Gather... Then you want to go black white tokens because like gather <laughs> gather and Thalia don't work well together. Yeah. So yeah. so like there's black white tokens that just run the champion. You know. Yeah, and, 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 and that's that's where I've been looking at too. Is like Doom Traveler and Champion as your one drops, like four of each, and then yeah, then then you basically are building your own wild and cattle more often than not. Yeah, but like I like if that's the direction you want to go, then that's fine. But like I wouldn't go that direction. I would build it like Thalia heavy with like dudes that come back. So like, yeah, you're less reliant. That that's really relevant. Yeah, so you're less reliant on like, sure, uh, you know, what whatever they're gonna kill your dudes, but then you just they just all come back. It doesn't really matter. You just keep the pressure on, you know. 
Yeah, like, so, and then and Doom Traveler and having them kill your guys, you're like, yep, who cares about that? Yeah, thanks, totally upgrade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, and, like, that's really relevant with, with things like Day of Judgment and Black Sun Zenith in the format, especially against things like zombies, where you can just, um, basically, you're, you're, you have your own grave crawlers, effectively, right? Like, um, so I really like those kind of plays. You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of this? Yeah, I think you can get there. I think you should test it for sure. I would. What I would do is, um, Kibler posted somewhere. I don't know whether it's on a stream or whatnot, but maybe I'll see if I can find it. Carlos, resend it to me because he took the picture. I might have it on my iPhone. If I do, I'll send it to you. But he was building like a black white humans list. So yeah. not not tokens, but like black white humans. I think like if you humans. took yeah, if you took a bunch of those card choices, because a bunch of them I I found were just really suboptimal, and they just didn't jive as well as what else was potentially available in the format sort of situation. You know, not that I'm okay. questioning Brian Kibler, it's just my opinion and who am I. But um, yeah, I mean, if I the deck doesn't have you know werewolves in it, then it's probably. We can question Brian Kibler, you know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's a werewolf expert, but when it comes yeah. to other stuff, I don't know. So, anyway, so I, I would take a look at that list and and some of the most recent Blue-Eyed Humans list and, and try to figure out, you know, what the the key successes between those two are going to be and how you can integrate it. Because, like, I know he was playing Loyal Cathar in his Black-Red Humans list, and, like, that card is just dumb, right? So... Yeah, well, the guy the guy to look at for like any humans list is definitely uh, going to be like uh, Craig Wesco, because he's the he's the humans guy. You know what I mean? He's the white. He's, he's the guy. white guy too. Only only white deck. Yeah, he only is the, white deck. He is the short weenie. Uh, the short white guy, right? So. He is the short weenie. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So yeah. I mean, his list is pretty weird. Um, his list is weird. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like it's something you might like, Jay. He's got, I'll just run it down real quick. He's got four champion, four doom traveler, three geist, two Gideon's Lawkeeper, four grand abolisher, four hero of blade hold, uh, two relic hoarder, two Thalia, two dismember, four honor of the pure, three mana leak, three o ring. Lands. Yeah, like so, I'd probably cut cut the mana leaks from the main, but it's pretty close to something that I'd probably play. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. See, it's pretty close to what we were talking about actually, because he's got the he's got the lock keepers. He's got no fiend hunters. Um, he's running abolisher in the in the slot that we were talking about. He's just running less Thalia and more mana leaks. So you could even cut mana leaks for Thalias, and then like. Then you're, you're doubling up, then, right? So, I mean, I think you want to turn the abolishers into loyal cathars, and then you're good. Yeah. See, like if you turn these abolishers into loyal cathars, because I think he has the abolishers because he has three angelic destinies in the board. Mm. So he's probably just trying to, which I don't think is very good right now. The three angelic destinies. So yeah. So if you just turn those into uh, cathars, and then you cut. He yeah, has no swords in there, eh? No swords. See, I think they're really lowering in value myself, like in terms of like applicable play value. The other really? thing that you, the other yeah. thing you want to notice that in his board he has two celestial purge and three graft diggers cage, and I think that's like because the zombie matchup can be tough. Yeah. So so you know you got to keep in mind like to keep those like at least purges and I don't know graft oh. digger cage seems pretty good against a zombie deck. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think in yeah, Cage is, is increasing in value against a lot of decks, I think. You know, the matchups that it's it's remotely good in, it's actually a fucking all star. Um and Celestial Purge, I feel like you just you you got planes or fucking white man in your deck, you shouldn't be leaving home without your Celestial Purge. It's just it's it's embarrassing every yeah, time that's, you do so. Yeah. Oh man, KYT's quotes are insane. Low and tight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh oh, which reminds me. Okay. So we've got a game that we've got to play, and this was actually brought up to me by Jack LaCroix. And oh. uh yeah, I know, so it's but it's it's not sexual. Okay, what so here podcast is Jack LaCroix? Uh Monday Night Magic. Okay. <laughs> so, another one? Uh, yeah, he was on Damia Cast with me last week. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I thought he was on another one. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Okay. So so anyway, so it's it's called the copy and paste <laughs> game. Okay. Okay. So how this works is is that you play it with a, a bunch of friends and and people that you know and trust. And so whenever something comes out of your mouth, right? If somebody says the word copy just before, like before you have the chance to say delete, okay, then you will have to you will be required on command whenever that person says whenever the person that made you copy your sentence, whenever they say paste, no matter where you are, no matter, you know, what sort of context or whatever it may come across in, you have to repeat the sentence with the same zeal and fervor that you initially oh, quoted it with. <laughs> that sounds insane. Right? Yeah. So anyway, so we we can take it offline. We'll talk about it after the cast because like, if we start this now, it's going to be an epidemic and it's probably going to get some of us in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but definitely it's it's sick. So for all of you out there that really want to just kind of mix it up with your friends, it seems like it could be a really crazy idea. So, anyways, so John, what have you been playing? Well, uh, you guys might have heard today I announced my project. And uh, basically, this is where I get an event deck, and I have a $100 budget, and I need to make this event deck basically win FNMs so that I can keep playing. It's kind of like grinding FNMs to go infinite, you know? So this actually started uh, a week ago now. So I'm actually, like, I announced it today, but I've already played in two events since I've, done, I've started it. Okay. Like so two FNMs I, or like two, one FNM and one local standard. Okay. So like, so you guys get the exclusive look before the article even comes out, because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be writing the articles like a week behind. Okay. And it's helpful for me because I got to do all this prep work beforehand now. Because like with Pack to Power, I remember, uh, I just started it and had to just come up with something every week, but now like. I'll be a week behind, so that means that, like, if I take a week off or something, there'll still be an article up with, like, my tournament report and everything from the week before. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I've been playing, uh, people are wondering which deck I picked, um, and I picked the Birthing Pod deck, the green-black Birthing Pod deck. And so I picked that, and I went to an FNM last week, and I played it. and. I got annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Sweet. My first, my first article is going to be called "Defeat and Despair," <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I took this this deck and I made minimum changes to it because uh, I just wanted to see how it was going to run. And plus, every single that I buy comes out of my budget, right? Yeah. So, like, I'm like, well, let's see how this thing runs before 
before I actually like start spending money on trying to upgrade it. So how much are your F and M's though? My F and M's are five bucks. Okay, so you have to put in five bucks just to test the. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> like my entry fees come out of my budget. So like so like this ends when I bust and run out of money and can't enter an F and M, or when I just go infinite and can just play all the F and M's with any deck that I want, you know. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I, I started there, and, uh, man, it is frustrating. Let me tell you, first of all, like, having, having a budget is just frustrating. Like, like yeah, it sounds like, it sounds, it sounds like I'm a total douchebag right now, and maybe I am, but, like, I didn't realize how sucky it was to have a budget. Like, I went to the store, and I'm like, yeah, I should get some sleeves, because, you know, I, if I, if I'm going <laughs> to... I'm like, if I'm going to trade some of these cards, right, like, I don't want to just play with them bareback, you know, because I can still trade out of my deck. I just can't uh, trade for value. So so basically, I started looking at the sleeves. Well, in order to get sleeves for a deck, it's like $6, right? Yeah. So that's like a whole entry fee in an F&M. Oh, man. So I, I'm like, <laughs> so oh, nice. this is a blowout. And I'm like, dude, I can't, like, play bareback. So, like, I go to the counter, I'm like, do you guys have uh, penny sleeves? <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, right here. And you don't understand, like, how happy I was that he had penny sleeves. And this is just so weird to me. You know, I'm just like, oh, man, he's got penny sleeves. My eyes. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll take <laughs> I'll take a pack of those penny sleeves. <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, hey, do you guys have tragic slips? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got them over here. And I'm like, oh, they're in the case? That's weird. So I look over, they're a dollar a piece. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is such a blow. Are you kidding me? So I'm like, a dollar a piece? And he's like, yeah. And I go, can we do anything about that price? And he's like, dude, I sell these all day at a dollar. I can't go any lower. (laughs) And I'm just like, you're kidding me. Like, I just spent $4 on tragic slips? Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, so I spent $4 on tragic slips. Oh, man. What's behind already? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm already, I'm pretty, like, like, I'm, a week- I'm a weekend and I'm pretty screwed. Like, I'm just going to tell you guys right now. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I yeah. actually like this challenge. It sounds quite hard. Yeah, it's re- it's much harder than I thought it was going to be when I set it up. That's and what uh, said. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I'm playing Copy. this. Uh... <laughs> <Damn. Karen. laughs> so, yeah, so I'm playing the uh, Black, Black Pod deck and. It had Young Wolves in it, right? And I was like, man, Young Wolf, man, that thing is going to smash him face, right? (laughs) Like, if I do, like, turn one, if I do, like, turn one Young Wolf, and then, like, well, I figure it's, like, it's like a Doom Traveler, but it comes back as a Tutu, right? (laughs) I'm like, oh, man. the bright side. (laughs) So... So I'm like, yeah, this young wolf's gonna come down. Then my strangle root guys, because uh, this deck comes with four strangle root guys. That's oh and, wow, sweet. That's pretty tight. Yeah, it comes with four strangle. Wait, wait, guys. It, they're in the precon, and Chris Lansdale no sir them. Yeah, <laughs> and so it comes with four wow. strangle guys. It comes with two birthing pods, and like my top end was a mere battle sphere. That Whoa. was like. That was my, like, top birthing pod target. And then my sixes were, like, um, I don't know, the guy who Brutalizer Exarch, and I don't even remember what my other six was. I don't care. Whatever. 
so yeah, so I was playing this deck, and man, was it miserable. I went, um, I, I lost my first match to um, Humans, and he played a Mirren Crusader. And I'm like, oh shit, that's a card. Totally forgot about that. And my whole deck is green and black, right? And obviously, like, I have one, I have, like, one Perilous Mirror in here. So I I masterfully get to my Perilous Mirror, and then he just drops a second uh, Crusader. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just dead now. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I played this out. Um, I lost a lot, and uh, I ended up just playing against a kid who was, uh, he was playing, like, uh, I think it was Delver. And he wasn't activating his more than haunts on the end of my turn. He had just like wide mana open, and he's just like, okay, untap, draw my card, activate my more than haunt. <laughs> nice. And like swing with my guy, like don't equip my pike. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like I'm actually just losing to this guy. And uh, yeah, he crushed me. So. It was uh, it was not a fun experience for my first uh, my first go round. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm playing. I'm playing a black green pod, and since then I've done a lot of research, and uh, I've done some trading, and I'm I'm working on. I've got a list that I'm I'm kind of happy with right now for my for my budget and my means. So can you tell us one of your key trades? Uh, yeah, I traded for. The biggest, the biggest, most important card in this list right now is Massacre Worm. Oh, like, sweet! Like that card really makes me be able to compete on on like an F and M level. So I traded for that um, last. Uh, let's see, on Tuesday, I traded for that on Tuesday. Before that, I had bought a. Um, it's a six drop, uh, Carnifex Demon. Yeah, okay. I bought a Carnifex Demon. It was like, I don't know, a dollar or 50 cents. So I was like, well, I need a six drop. That's good. That can wipe a, a board. So I bought that because that was like the budget version of, uh, what's it called? Massacre. Uh, no. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Tuesday I traded for a Massacre Worm. And check this out. This is how I trade for it. This is another little spoiler, okay? <laughs> so I'm feeling a little bit down in the dumps because I got crushed on Friday night, right? So I go to my local card store, and I make a buy. And the deals on some of these cards were insane, okay? So, like, I did wasn't planning on spending money at the card store, right? I was planning on picking up some common uncommons and then just being like, oh, I'll try to grind another week of FNM. But, like, there was, like, a Ratchet Bomb for six, you know? There was, like, a Green Black Land for four. And, like, there were some things that I could use in my deck that were just cheap, you know? So I ended up racking up, like, a $30 bill Oh man! at this store. Like, because I bought the common uncommons that I wanted, because I wanted to put Atlanta where else instead of that stupid Young Wolf. Because, by the way, the Young Wolf did nothing. Like, it was just garbage all night. So I'm like, man, this deck is way too slow for FNM. Like, I need to add some speed. So I wanted to get some Atlanta where else. So I ended up spending $30, which is just putting me in, like, real bad situation right now because I only have a $100 budget, right? And the deck was 16 now 30 two entries, you know. I've got about five FMs left in, in my budget, you know. So anyways, 
I, w- I went to the store. I, I spent the 30 and I was feeling a little bit bad about spending 30 because I'm like, oh, man. Like, this is just putting the clock so much closer to the end. And as I was getting ready to walk out of the store, I noticed in the trash can. <laughs> oh, man. oh, yeah, I saw you tweet this. Yeah, I noticed in the trash can there's a <laughs> stack of cards, right? Oh, and my I'm like, God. I'm like, no shame. I got to win this FM challenge, right? So I just take the cards out. Well, first I take them out. Well, first I ask the store owner or the store, the guy who's running the store. I'm like, hey, what's with all these cards in the trash? And he's like, I threw them out. And I'm like, why? And he's like, they smell musty. They smell musty. He's like, they smell musty. And I'm like, what? I'm like, let me see these. I took them out. I smelled them, obviously. And they didn't smell musty <laughs> to me. So I'm just like, I'm taking these. I'm like, I, I can take these, right? He's like, yeah, I don't care. He's like laughing I'm at me. I'm taking these, motherfucker. These are mine, bitch. Because <laughs> I'm taking them out of the trash. So I take them out. I throw them in the car. I didn't even look at them. I'm just like, whatever. There's probably stuff in there. So I get home, and it's just a bunch of, like, Lorwyn stuff that, I don't know, some kid had, like, a goblin deck and, a, like, some other deck built. But the cool thing is he had, like, a goblin war chief, and he had, like, a Termod's Crypt, and, like, there was, like, yeah, there was, like, five or six cards that were worth, like, a dollar or two on Star City. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm taking all this stuff. I'm putting in a trade binder. So I'm taking I bought, all this stuff. I bought a trade binder for $2 <laughs> out of my budget. It was a junky. It was a junky trade binder with a ring is breaking. You know, and you know, wow, I was buddy. like, "Yeah, I found it at the at one of these stores." And I'm like, "Hey, dude, how much for this trade binder?" And he's like, "I don't know. Nobody's wanted that in months." And I'm like, "So how much?" And he's like, two dollars." And I'm like, "Yeah, mice." <laughs> so, so I put this stuff in a trade binder, and that's what I traded for the massacre worm. I ended up trading like the. Um, the Goblin War Chief, um, some Psycho Lands that were in there, and like uh, a Vivid Land for the uh, for the guy. So the guy got like a dollar on me in the trade or whatever, but I got my Massacre Worm, so I'm pumped. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. So I've got like I've got like five F and M's left on the budget. I need to in those five F and M's. I need to make store credit, or else I just lose. That sounds really tough, actually. It is. I tough. mean, like, you have to. How high do you have to finish to like get any sort of profit from the F and M? Well, that's the thing. Is like different F Ms are different. Like the one that the one that I've been going to, first place pays a hundred, and it pays all the way down to eighth. And I think eighth gets like fifteen. So, like, if I could just get in the top eight, then I buy three more F Ms or two more rather. So, like, that's my next goal is to top eight and buy two more FMs, you know? Hmm. And uh, I've just been grinding this against good players, just trying to figure out, like, because I'm really, like, I kind of made it sound like the first night it was, like, the deck, all the deck. But part of it was the deck, and part of it was that I don't know how to play Birthing Pod. And so, like, Birthing Pod, it's funny because I was reading uh, Todd Anderson's article today or the yesterday or whatever, and he was talking about Birthing Pot, and he says that Birthing Pot is actually really difficult to play because you have to um, you have to think, like, two or three turns ahead because your pot, like, when you pod something, you have to know, like, what your next step is and if they kill it, like, how you're going to get out of certain situations. So it's like, I didn't really know how to play the deck. To me, I thought, like, I always looked at pod as kind of like a, 
I don't know, like a like a Johnny deck or like just a kind of like a combo comboy like deck that like you know it's not it's not I didn't figure it to be skill intensive, but it is really skill intensive. Like you have to really play it right, or you can cut yourself out of lines that would save you. You know, like the other day I killed like I potted away my three drop to kill it with a to kill one of his like random. I think it was like a um, a token from the white guy who gives you blade splicer. I killed his blade splicer token with my with my four drop. My uh, the hell is that good skin render? So like I did that, and then he played a hunt master, and then like I had no way to kill the hunt master. So like I have to really think about like I didn't have to kill that token. I was just being greedy to try to get more damage in. But I have to think about, like, oh, dude, what if they play Huntmaster? Then I can't upgrade my 3-drop and kill it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of, like, so that first night, I was it was a big learning curve. Like, I had a, a Hex Parasite in the deck, and I ended up, like, this is, like, one of the key, like, mistakes. I was playing against the token deck, and he had an Elspeth on the board. And I was spending, like, a, a ton of resources trying to remove the Elspeth. And then, like, mid-turn, I realized that I could get my Hex Parasite and kill it. So I had already played my turn. I had, like, two mana left. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll go get my Hex Parasite this turn and then try to kill it. But what I should have done is, first of all, realize that I could just kill with a Hex Parasite, get it, and then kill it, you know? But I left the Hex Parasite on the board, and then he just killed the Hex Parasite. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's just like, well, now I can't deal with this Elspeth. I have to get up to my six drop, which was my... Um, Exarch to put the to put the Elspeth on the bottom, but like since I had expended so many resources, not thinking right or not knowing like my outs, I already like just lost the game because once I did get rid of the Elspeth, he had all this cards to just kill me with. It's I don't know how you're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, man, it's it's it, it, it was very frustrating. It's just like I gotta give a shout out to new players who have a budget and are kind of new to their strategy that they're playing. And, you know, it is, it is annoying. Like, man, like I'm used to just bringing whatever standard deck I feel like playing totally foiled out. I can just like not care. I can buy whatever card I want, you know, like, and just like have a good time in FNM. But like nowadays it's like, Oh shit. Like I had to ask my store owner for the first time. I had to be like, what do you, what is your price payout? And like, to what place, like, I'm trying to calculate the EV if I can actually even afford to play in the event, you know? So it's uh, it's it's very interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting look at a, at another side that I'm not it's used funny, to. It's funny, though. Would, do people give you... Are there jokes about you buying penny sleeves? Uh, yeah, actually, people, like... It's funny, because on Friday, there wasn't a lot of the regulars weren't there. So the people who didn't know who I was, they were just, like, looking at me like a donk because I had penny sleeves. <laughs> and they're just like giving me you could tell when they give you the look you know and they're just like uh yeah whatever and i'm playing these shit cards right i'm just like this card and then they're like oh gosh like this guy is totally lost and uh you know after they crush me they give me the little uh pity like oh man that's a cool deck man you know? <laughs> that's a cool deck man you know you should keep working on it you know like blah blah and i'm just like oh yeah like fuck you whatever, whatever dude like <laughs> Like I was, I was trading for Evolving Wilds because the deck only comes with two of them. Oh, man. Yeah, it only comes with two. So at the end of the night, I'm like, comes with his kid. I'm like, hey, do you have any Evolving Wilds? 
And this other kid just starts laughing. He's like, ah, like, and the kid's like, you could just have them. And I'm like, yeah, well, I can't actually just take them. Can I trade you for them? <laughs> so, like, I look it up on Star City. It's 50 cents a piece. Just, like, total beating. And um, and so the kid, like, he, uh, the kid who was laughing at me is like, hey, man. He's like, do you have any, like, regular decks that you can bring, you know? Like, maybe, like. <laughs> You know, someone can loan you one or something. I'm like, dude, I have like all of standard foil. Okay, this is for a challenge, right? Like, listen, <laughs> kid. <laughs> if I had my real deck, I'd be crushing all you guys. It's funny. It's funny because some of the some of the regulars were there, and like I was at the like X and I mean, as the one and X table, which is like five losses or whatever. And they're like looking at me like they're at the that they're at that table, but they're used to it, and they're just looking at me like, what are you what are you doing here, Medina? And I'm like, yeah. I'm uh, losing tonight, so <laughs> I usually like I usually only lose one match when I go to that F and M. Like I'll lose one match all night. So uh, so yeah, it's definitely a humbling experience. Just like trying to make the best uh, the best of what I have, and then like just getting crushed by like better cards or better you know people who know their strategy better. Like I wasn't playing this at all optimally. Like I was just like I don't know failing <laughs> so so yeah shout out to those guys man so it's gonna be fun sounds sweet so what are you gonna do when you lose like are you just gonna quit the thing uh well i like can't challenge like what do you do i can't go on if i lose uh, if i run out of money but i have a plan <laughs> for if i lose that'll be kind of cool and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna divulge until it happens if it happens <laughs> but but before we move on this off of this top, oh by the way, uh, just to plug it, if you guys want to read about my adventures about this, I'm going to be posting articles on Fridays, and it's going to be on legitmtg.com, and the series is called FM Hero. But uh, before we get off, I want to do a sneak peek ditch with my with my oh, pod deck with my pod deck nice. in its current form, okay, which is pretty souped up from the first version. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the penny sleeve, <laughs> and you're riffle shuffling with them like that doesn't even work. It doesn't. Yeah, work. he's like gonna buy like a new pack suit <laughs> minus Dude, one dollar. If, if I win, if I win an F and M, like first thing I'm gonna splurge on some sleeves, man. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I did this. I'm gonna splurge on sleeves. The I'm other thing is trading my deck. I need a glissa. Like I've been trying to trade people's. Trying to that's the other thing, man. It's just trying to trade for cards you need and it's like people are just oh like somebody tweeted on me, tweeted to me like I was complaining about this and someone's like, Yeah, welcome to the other side, Medina. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm like, you know, that's a good point. Like, man, I'm like trying to get a glissa for my deck because I know it's gonna be good. And all these dickheads are like, Yeah, man, I don't see anything I need or blah 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 and I'm just like, dude, is this what it's like to be on the other side of a trade? Like Trying to squeeze me for every dime. I just go up to them like, dude, I'll give you value. Just I need a card. Like, let's do this. But then when they look at my binder, which is pretty much common uncommons that I found in the garbage, they don't find anything of value. <laughs> what happened? I always feel bad for when people do that. They're like, Oh man, do you have any do you have any discard? And I'm like, Yeah. And they're like, or like now what I do is like people are just like, Do you have any traders? And I'm like, Yeah, what are you looking for? And they're like, I don't know, just like a bunch of stuff. And then I'm like, Okay. And they're like, well, can I see your traders? And I'm like, nope, you'll show me yours first. Mainly because I don't need a single thing right now. And I don't <laughs> want you going through my binder, picking a bunch of shit out. And then I'm like, 
I don't know. I don't want any of this garbage. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then I look through their binder, and I'm just like, yeah, there's nothing here I want. And they're just, like, crushed. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, it stings, man. It stings. When I was trying to get that mask cover, when I was talking to this guy, and he just didn't want to let me down hard. So he's like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to trade it. I'm like, well, look, I'll give you value. This termod's script and this thing is worth more. I'm, like, trying to tell him. And finally, like, I get the picture, and I'm like, okay, you don't want to trade it, right? And he's like, no, no, not for that stuff. And I'm like, all right, fine. Like, just tell me so I can move on to the next guy so I can try to get this massacre run before the freaking tournament starts. Five minutes, like, beating around the bush, like, eh, I'm not sure what the massacre you know? <laughs> so, anyways, sneak keeper ditch. Let's draw this up. Not looking good already. <laughs> oh, this hand seems... Fine, I guess. All right. You guys ready for this? Yep. All right, so we got a Blood Gift Demon. Go for the throat. Silvok Replica. Go for the throat. Skin Render. Swamp Forest. Yeah, obviously you don't keep this, right? Uh, I actually well. would probably keep this. Swamp Forest, two go for the throats, a skin render, Silvok, and a blood gift demon. I would not, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I'll keep it because, first of all, it has a swamp and a forest. Yeah. And, like, like with this deck, I have one dual land in it and four evolving wilds. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like you just, like, this is like man of heaven right now. I got both colors and I have two go for the throats. Which is just oh insane. man, you're golden. Oh yeah, because that's the thing. You, you have to mold these decks, but like this deck, like what are you gonna get? Yeah, what's gonna, better? Like, uh, I mean, I could have a really sick hand. I mean, we can go for the mole because like I could get like forest, Lanowar Elf, birthing pod, like another land, and like a two or three drop, which would be pretty insane. Like that's a great start. But can I you ask know, you a really simple is... question here? Sure. Why has Uh-oh. the first priority? of getting this deck up to snuff not been securing two more birthing pods? Yeah, I did. Hello. I got them. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I won a door prize at the FNM. It was a uh, Gather the Townsfolk foil uh-huh. from uh, <laughs> the, the promo. And that thing is worth $5 on Star there's, City. There's a promo? Yeah, it's awesome. It has blood on the wall. Oh, I gotta look oh. for that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, they came up to me and they're like, you want a door prize, which one do you want? And it's like, gather the townsfolk and some other random stupid foil. And I'm like, oh, gather the townsfolk all the way. So yeah, so I traded that to a kid for a birthing pod, because the birthing pod is worth $4 on Star City and this thing's worth 5 Yeah. So I did that, and then I bought a birthing pod in that $32 buy. Nice. So, like, my next focus is the lands, because there were so many times in the last tournament I played where, like, I just needed that third black so I could cast a Massacre Worm, and, like, I had to actually, like, go through all these loops where I had to sack a freaking um, Viridian Emissary just to get there. But it's, like, play the Emissary, pod the Emissary, get the black, and then hope that, like, I last in a return so I can untap a Massacre Worm. Like, whereas if I had a mana base that was more stable... Like, I could probably just hard cast. So my next step is to get those three those three dual lands, but they're eight on Star City, I think. Oh. So it's just such a beating. Like, I just You're can't afford it. You're not making it. Yeah, I just can't <laughs> well, afford it right now. Why don't you uh, 
buy from this store. Oh god, they've got excellent prices on singles. Um, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> I should I should buy stuff there. The I hear I they give you twenty percent on your trade in. <laughs> The only thing I heard, I like wonder about is if I buy them from Legit MTG, I wonder if people are just going to be like, oh, Medina messed with the prices on Legit so he can buy stuff for his FNM hero. Deck. Yeah, obviously he did. Oh, man. But I might have to, I might have to like resort to buying stuff online because trying to do this at the local store level is oh, really tough. Painful. Yeah, it is just painful. Like, I didn't, I had no idea that the tragic slip was going to happen that way. And that was just such a blowout. Yeah. But John, is your is your um is this whole thing trying to emulate um what it'd be like to be a new player at this time? Yeah. Okay. So I think yeah, it's so okay if you spend if you buy stuff on, on, on Star City games, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean it's fine to buy stuff on Star City. Um buying stuff at legit is kind of like uh just weird because like I control the pricing on legit. Right, 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 right. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to have any view of impropriety, you know? And so, like, because I know how people are. I mean, I wrote that whole Pack to Power series, so, like, I get the feeling, like, I know what people would complain about. Right, right. So, um... But it would yeah, be against your rules to, like, buy from any other store, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I don't think it'd be against, but I also probably wouldn't, just because I'm writing it for legit MTG, so it'd be kind of weird if I'm, like, oh, buying right. stuff, you know, like... Buying stuff at other stores, it's just, it's just a real awkward place. Well, if you're going to buy them from anywhere else, you should probably buy them from face-to-facegames.com. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm also being more, I'm also being harder on myself than a new player. Because, like, new players, they always get to borrow cards. They get free cards from friends. Right, right. And, 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 like, and, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. avoiding those things. You're actually so, Evolving Wilds, whereas, you know, I'd probably let, like, let you take, because the kid basically said he's giving it to you, right, so. Yeah, he, yeah, he said he'd give it to me, and it wasn't because I'm Medina or I manipulated right. him, it's because they're Evolving Wilds, like, nobody cares, right? But, right, right. So. but like, I, I get the feeling that there would be some people who would not be happy with that. And, and That's so, like, we don't think you're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence. All right, one more sneak keeper ditch, and then uh, and then we can move on. I think. All right, here we go. Ready for this? Oh man! Oh, come on, something relevant. Do you like force, <laughs> force, birthing pod, and fucking undying geist, and then it's obviously this is the best end of is, all. This is interesting. All right, we got a birds of paradise. This is Sweet. a white. This is a white border signed birds that I bought for two dollars because it was white border. <laughs> um, so we got we got a birds of paradise. Um, I don't have four of those in the deck, by the way. Obviously, it's too expensive. Um, three forest, one Llanowar elf, one strangle root geist, and one freaking blood gift demon just keeps showing up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that guy out, by the way. I'm taking him out for the morbid guy who kills something when it comes to play. This guy sucks. Banshee. Oh, really? The Morka Banshee. That's probably pretty good. The Banshee oh, is way better. Cause, uh, yeah, because I can skin render and then upgrade the skin render to kill, like, uh, something else. Yeah. Else. Like when, a creature dies, when a creature dies, you can kill something? 
Yeah. Well, uh, when it comes morbid, when it comes into play, uh, minus four, minus four. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought you meant the other guy, the demon, the mythic rare. It's like when something dies at the end of turn, if something died this turn, you can destroy target creature. Reaper oh. of the Abyss. That guy's insane. Reaper. Yeah. Reaper. Yeah, that guy's insane. But this is the blood gift demon. Is just the he's basically the flying fresh arena. arena. Yeah, with with flying yeah. and stuff. <laughs> The he's pretty relevant... he's pretty good, but you'd be able to trade him at least for a little bit, right? Yeah, the only relevant part about him is that he flies and he can block lingering soul tokens. <laughs> like that's it. Like <laughs> Like I, I don't ever want to like this I get really low on life, and I know I sound like a new player here, but but to be honest, like losing life with this guy is the worst. It is the worst. Like I draw cards, but all all I'm drawing is like forest and land or else. Like I don't give a shit, like yeah, this, my he, cards he, are bad. I can't want to draw. Yeah, exactly. I I don't want to draw. I, you know, having the flying is fine because I can block things. But like, uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna take him out for the banshee and then, uh, you know, make some edits there. I want that guy who when when you trigger morbid, you gain five life, and he's like a five drop, a green dude. Like, I want that guy. He seems pretty legit. But, but yeah. So, so that was the hand. Do we sneak, keep, or ditch? We had a a Lanoralf, birds, three forest, uh, Strangerrootgeist, and the the demon. I have to keep the yeah. demon. Keep them wishing you had a, a dual land instead of a, a forest. Obviously, but. if one of those forests was a uh, wooded se- woodland cemetery or whatever, that'd be like sneak sneak action. Yeah, because then I could play my my freaking I just on like turn three <laughs> lingering soul blocker. On That's turn right, three. <laughs> bash with my fiver. It just seems to me like every single hand in this deck, beside a no lander or an all lander, is a sneak. <laughs> <laughs> Can I cast more than two spells? Yep, sneak, <laughs> sneak, or like oh man, do I have two lands? Yeah, potentially get there. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, you gotta get lucky. I know that's how I've been playing it. Is like I'm gonna have to get lucky to win some of these games, you know. Either that, or you're really good at misdirection. I'm getting. I'm trying to get yeah, super good become, with the deck. Just become a wicked mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like a just like a savage cheater. Like, that's like terrible that, too because it's birthing podcast. You're gonna shuffle your deck so much. <laughs> Yeah, just do what do what that guy did to Tom Martell and get like someone to start speaking foreign behind someone, and they turn around and be like, "Oh, slip this sideboard card in my hand." Yeah, got ya for exactsies. Ha ha ha. On the next episode of F and M Hero, Medina trains with Alex Bertoncini. Right. <laughs> he'll like cue the Rocky theme, and he'll be like showing me how to cut cards and draw extra and mechanics stuff. grips and mechanics grips. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Just, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. He and Edgar are playing poker together. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> good for those guys. Yeah. And, like, okay, speaking of which, speaking of which, Ooh. what happened to those guys? What do you mean what happened to those guys? They got suspended like, where by Where are the they now? They're playing poker. But, like, what are they <laughs> not playing Working? Magic for? What? They're playing poker? Do they have a Cobblade deck in poker? I don't, I don't know. Because they're really not doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing, man. 
I got unfriended from Alex Bertoncini, so I can't follow him on Facebook. Uh, I didn't get unfriended by Alex Bertoncini. Yeah, it's pretty vicious, man. Well, I don't know yeah. if he did that. I'm a little bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. At least I still got you guys. Well, hey, John, <laughs> what can we say? But yeah, Jay, what are you asking specifically? I don't understand. Like, okay, so the big scandal comes out, right? Yeah. And then what? And then, like, like people still must know them. Like, did they... Uh, nope. They, they actually cease to exist after the scandal. <laughs> That's people what I'm do asking. Not them. <laughs> you know, people do not know them. Nobody knows them. these guys. Nobody the actually ever knew them. Guy? It was just like a mirage. <laughs> no, I just think they're now hanging out in different circles. Yeah, like, did you see... Um, something happened recently where they, where they propped back up because I think a bunch of people got banned or something. Yeah. Well, that's when Edgar got banned, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Edgar didn't get banned until, like, recently. Yeah, it was, like, a month ago. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and he, it was, like, he and 36 other people or something dumb like that. There was a lot of people that got banned. Yeah. So. Yeah, and some people were saying stuff like Edward, Edgar was, like, stealing or running a, a, a thievery ring or something. Yeah, he's, a, he's, oh, wow. a, he's, he's apparently a notorious savage cheat as well, apparently, based on speculation. And this speculation is really easy to convert when you get suspended. Yeah, I'm sure, like, it's, it's not something, like, I'm taking to the bank. I, I'm sure that, you know... Things get all twisted when people are like suspended or whatever. But that's—I was just—I heard that and it was a little bit strange to me. But a lot of people are saying that, uh, yeah, that he was uh, running some kind of ring or something. I don't know. Wow, a ring. You guys never heard that? So, like, no, a I didn't rip hear that. like a chop shop. He's now the Mexican guy <laughs> from Fast and the Furious. Did you, guys, you guys didn't hear about this? No, no. And so I'm like propagating like all this. Uh, is hearsay? You're actually rumor mongering it. For oh what it's man, worth. I'm totally rumor. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. are the Perez. Help what I just said. Just forget <laughs> it. I love loyal Cathar. <laughs> so, um, speaking of suspensions and bannings, like lingering souls and intangible virtue, how surprised were we on are Wednesday morning? To see is that true? In block, yeah. In block, constructed, <laughs> they are both banned. It's real. In the fairy world of block. Gonna have to just play fucking loyal Cathar. Yep. You know what that? You know what that tells me? I know what I'm playing in September. Yeah, it tells me. <laughs> you know, buy lingering souls. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if if I didn't already know that, like, if it's strong enough to get banned and blocked, then we have to question like its future and standard. Because yes. So, who makes these decisions? The uh, wizards of the coast. The wizards. The wizards. <laughs> the wizards. The wizards at the coast. Yeah. Little wizards make little decisions. Yeah. Uh, like, like who? Like people that work there? Like, or is it the DCI? Dumbledore. Who? Like, yeah, I think it's the DCI. Because, like, I just feel like they're really out of touch, and they're just like auto nerfing things for no reason. Like, the whole reason you, I won't play modern is block? because yeah, if okay, if, no, no, I don't. Like, but I don't, I don't okay. play modern because they just. They just pre-banned everything, and we're like, "Fuck you!" And then I was like, "Well, then fuck you! I'm not gonna play your fucking shit format." <laughs> but and then it's now, format. Like, now they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna pre-ban these cards for a tournament series that nobody fucking cares about or gives a shit, and has yet to even happen." 
And I'm just like, ah, fuck them. Okay, in. but you here's know? the here's the problem. No. So yeah, yeah. Here's the problem. Tempered Steel at the Scars of Mirrodin, um, the Pro Tour, whatever happened when it was that a Scars block. Like Tempered Steel happened, and it was the biggest deck, and and it was like no question the most powerful and strongest deck, and it just overran everybody and took over the Pro Tour. Right? It was like you either it was it was almost like Affinity. You play you play Tempered Steel or you play a deck that it's designed to rape Tempered Steel. Like it that was the metagame. Um if you look at the block constructed stuff, there's literally it was like Boros tokens or fucking black white or black white green tokens. And that's what was that was the they were the only decks that were putting You're up any results. Block. Shouldn't you be playing decks like that? You're playing fucking block. You don't, yeah, but you're not playing standard. Yeah, have, but you. But you if whenever, but when every you. deck is playing this, like when every deck is the same fucking thing, like there yeah, should be more than just two decks. Playing, but you're playing block constructed, so you're gonna play the best cards in those sets. That's like saying like in draft we're gonna ban a bunch of really good cards. Well, right, because so, they're just really good. But if you, but if you ban lingering souls and and intangible virtue, like an intangible virtue is probably correct. Like that card is absurd. Uh, because all of the token, all of the token matches basically just come down to who can have the more anthems out first and the longest. Um, so it's just it, it all devolves around one card strategy. Um, but lingering souls is fine as well. But I mean, like by taking those out, the decks come down to the power level where other decks, like you know the the Olivia Jund ramp decks or whatever the hell that are out there, along with uh, like the the werewolf decks, like they all become viable again. They all become reasonably powerful. Well, obviously Wizards does because they want to have an exciting Pro Tour. Yeah. That's fucking stupid, right? Because Pro Tour, Pro Tour, Pro Tour, Avison restored his block. Like it is a block that's, Pro Tour. Who, who get, that's so stupid. So Shaq and Kobe are on the same team, and they're the best, and they win four championships in five years. And then we better <laughs> just ban them because it's not interesting for anybody else to play their shitty fucking other strategies like werewolves and zombies and Olivia Jundramp. Fuck them. That's well, so fucking stupid. I mean, it makes Fuck. sense, right? You print all these cards, you it want makes, people to play with them. It makes sense in this society where everybody gets a participation medal and everybody's special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but does. that's not even it. It makes sense from a business standpoint because oh, you want man. people to play the cards that you print. You don't want them to all play the same cards because then why? it's like... They make the why? same amount of money either way. Nobody's buying singles from Watsy. Uh, well, it's, it's a format uh, interest thing. Their game has to have the... It has yeah. to be interesting. If their game yeah. isn't interesting, then no one's going to play. How many people get pissed off that they lose to, like, Delver flip flip a mana leak on turn two and stop playing the game? You it's way I mean? it's way deeper than that. Like, the problem is... Literally is that, no one. Well, here, here's the thing. Affini- <laughs> when Affinity happened... Well, co- we could just say Cobblade. <laughs> guys, just... when Affinity happened, back in the day, when Mirrodin, when Affinity first was around, right, the last time we saw Bannings in Block Constructed was Skull Clamp, right? Um, but, like, at this, at that point, um, there were so many people that left the game because, Affin- like, the metagame became way too inbred with Affinity, and it was like you either play Affinity or you play decks that hate on Affinity, and that's it. Like, there's no other decks that you can play. Right? Or it's like everyone plays Affinity, and then it's like, what sideboard do you play? Do you play the sideboard that goes over the top, or the sideboard that interacts and hates it? Like, it just, it was it was all Affinity all day. It was like Cobblade, but twice as bad. Right? So, they obviously had to make some bannings, because they lost a ton of revenue by people not playing the game. 
So they have to make these bans in order to preserve the format so people don't stop playing because it's just dumb. So that's why Watsi has to make the changes. I just love the uh, Andrew Cunio, uh, uh, the guy who uh, finished second at uh, what GP was it again? Uh, well, any he just tweeted like I just spent like weeks testing a deck that like was meant to beat Lingering Souls, <laughs> and he tweeted at uh, Aaron Forsythe like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. All Whoops. my research. <laughs> but I mean like Dude, I don't I don't think better, bro. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about it in standard. Um because I mean it'll be powerful, but I'm not saying I don't think we have to worry about it being banned. And the reason that I say that is we've I mean, the primary reason is there's a lack of a good sweeper in this Innistrad block. Right? <laughs> like we've got we've got that stupid uh wrath but leave one guy up with flashback. Right, whatever the hell yeah. that's called. That fucking card, right. divine reckoning or something. That's what divine reckoning is. Exactly. It. We've got blasphemous act, which under most circumstances is completely unplayable. Um, How and then, so? How so, dude? That's like a sweeper. Yeah, and if there's only four guys on the table, it still costs like a million fucking mana. It, it but you're playing mana. Olivia. You're playing Olivia Jund ramp. Oh, it get there. Yeah. Anyways, all, all I'm saying is like it, it's a. Wait, it's wait, 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 no, 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 no. Don't. Anyways, it costs five mana <laughs> if there's four guys, right? That's one mana more than day of judgment. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You can day of judgment three guys if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, but you can day. What about that, John Medina? You can you can day of judgment one guy. You can day of judgment one guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's just it's it's poorly it's 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 inefficient. Is all I'm is all I'm trying to get at. The other so that basically leaves like seven the bloodline, and that seemed to become very quickly like the best removal in block when everyone was just playing spirit tokens, right? So that seems to be. <laughs> so so that ended up being the issue and there's obviously so what this tells us is there's absolutely zero good sweepers coming in Avacyn Restored because that's not going to solve the problem right? So there may be sweepers, they may be big, they may be like that stupid uh, horror, like the six mana wrath that puts that guy into play from Scars, whatever the hell that was called White White oh, 4 uh... Horror or something, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it puts the horror token into play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, so like that's terrible, you know. Um, but like, we're we're probably not going to get anything that's that's any better than that. Um, in Avacyn Restored, now that makes block format really tough to crack if everyone's playing, you know, spirits and virtues. So that's why they got to kill it. But in standard, we'll have a whole core set which is undoubtedly going to contain Day of Judgment or some measures thereof, right? Um, we're going to probably get Pyroclasm back, or they're going to bring Whip Flare in. Um, with, the ro- with the artifact block rotating out, there's no reason why they shouldn't print Pyroclasm. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, we've then got the whole other block coming up, right? Yeah, so, yeah, but, I mean, Day of Judgment is notoriously bad against Lingering Souls anyways. So, like, Day of Judgment is just about as bad as Blasphemous Act against Lingering Souls. Well, against that single card, fine, but I'm just saying... But that's the, the card ag- we're talking about. No, I'm, ta- no, and- no, I'm talking about aggro strategy, spirit aggro strategies in general. Okay, then we're having two different conversations, because I'm talking about... I'm having one conversation. In- I don't know what I- conversation you're having. I'm talking about watching out for Lingering Souls in standard, because it got banned in block. Oh, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm not discounting the fact that it's going to be an obscenely powerful card and a strategy that I'm on side with. All I'm trying to say is that I don't think it's going to get banned. 
I think it's good. it's banned in block, but I don't expect to see it banned in standard. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, possibly not. It will, maybe it will get banned, but also, like, you get we get a corset and one other set to to fix the lingering souls, uh, you know, intangible virtue problem that they yeah. see in block, right? Yeah. So, like, that's you know, could not fix it. You know. Yeah, it could not fix it. It's reasonable like, to consider that well, maybe that won't get. So the fact that Great Sable Stag exists tells me that there's a pretty good <laughs> chance that they're going to solve this problem preemptively. Okay, Great just, Sable Stag. Yeah. I, I think they should just give us back that um, split second red dude, sulfur elemental. Yeah, there you go. Just give us that guy back. Yeah, make One split second. Make yeah. split second the returning corset element. Sulfur <laughs> uh, so, so elemental. He gave white creatures Meg one plus one. Mm. Uh, and he had split second. He's like three mana for a two one. Am uh, I just like butchering this card? He's plus one Meg one. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, I, I heard it. Wake up, KYT. Wake up, KYT. Yeah. See, I think they're going to bring Tranquility back or something like that. Like, what was the one green and like green one instant destroy all enchantments? Oh, that was uh, Back to Nature. Yeah, that's probably coming back. I, I'd yeah. expect to see that in the core set. Here's Sulfur Elemental. Uh, by the way, I love this card, just in general. It's just so badass. Okay. Uh, Sulfur Elemental, two and a red. He's a creature elemental. Uh, he has flash and split second, and it says white creatures get plus one, negative one. And he's a three, two. Wow, that's not bad, actually. Yeah. You can cascade into him in modern off Bloodbraid Elf, by the way. This was uh, Caleb Durward's, I always mispronounce his name. This is Caleb's tech in uh, at the GP for Legacy. Yep. For Mother Runes and, like, Lingering Souls and stuff. So he would board this thing into Rug and then just uh, blow out Maverick with it. Yep. It's a good play. Yeah, he's, he's Maverick? Maverick is <laughs> just, it's a silly little green-white deck. Good. Just a, just a silly deck. Plays four green suns, you know. Knight of the Reliquaries. Why is it uh, It's Sarah, Sarah Palin's deck. It's Sarah Palin's deck. That seems, yeah. seems like a poor joke. <laughs> Paste. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> is that how this game works? That's exactly how this game works. <laughs> You guys. So, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna is. we're not gonna actually talk about legacy, right? We're just no. gonna talk about. No, I don't want to talk about legacy. No. We did yeah. enough of that last cast. Yeah, I mean, Tom Martell already told you all about legacy listeners, so uh, you know. And that man was like nearly unbeatable. Go listen to fucking crazy talk if you like. Crazy <laughs> talk. <laughs> you know who loved that show? Cast. Uh, Eric Klug loved crazy talk. Oh. Did he? Yeah, every time I seen him, he'd be like, "Hey, Medina, crazy talk." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Eric Klug, you crack me up." Oh, Kluger. Oh, shout out to Eric Klug. Shout out. Nice. Shout out. So, uh, so this weekend is the Star City Games Invitational, uh, the first one of the year, right? Because there's two now. Yeah. Um, we've got like a fucking all star commentating combo of Joey Pasco, Sam Stoddard, and Jacob Van Luden. That's going to be good. 
It's going to be tight, tight like a tiger. It's going to be three days of coverage, so it's actually going to start on Friday. So it starts like tomorrow. Oh my wow. god, I'm, take, I'm taking I tomorrow gonna, off. Is this going to be amazing? Tomorrow, like in the daytime? Yeah, yeah. So when you're sitting at work oh, crunching support tickets, you're going to be watching SCG live. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to fly. The, the vice president often walks by my desk. Oh, is uh, in your office? He's like, "What's this slacker doing?" Yeah, is um. Is Legacy first this time, or is it second? I think it's second and good, man. Last time I played in the Invitation, I got totally toasted in Legacy. It's such <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Straight up. I, I like, you know what? I like the format. I really do. I played Legacy just probably maybe even longer than I have Standard. Um, but I'm just not feeling Legacy these days. I think the format is bullshit right now, and uh, I would just rather grind an FNM event deck than play that format. Oh, yeah. Nah. I'm not not feeling the love for Legacy these days. That's why I'm bringing the show back. <laughs> I'll bring it back. I'll just be the curmudgeon. <laughs> Good. I'll be like, "Come on, guys." <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, in that case, then, what do we what do we think we're gonna see from? Um, you know, from our, our everyone's favorite pros playing in this Star City Games Invitational. Uh, what sort of decks do you expect to see in the standard? What do you think is going to do really well? Well, I think that we'll see a blue-black zombies. I think we'll see red-green aggro. I think we'll see a deck with Snapcaster Mage in it. And I do think we'll see some birthing pots. I think we'll see some pods. So, do you think break that birthing pod will be the breakout deck of this uh, tournament? Um, or the the re breakout deck? I I feel like because of the kind of deck it is. Like I remember when Patrick Chapin took it and like got close to winning nationals with it or whatever. Like I think you just to be really good at playing it to do well with it. So I don't think I would be surprised to see like one or two copies in the top eight. I think it's safe to say that there's going to be two to three copies of Delver in the top eight at this point, based on the the skill level of the uh, players that are coming in and the amount of work that Jerry and company have been putting into it. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry has been playing a lot of the kind of, like, standard stuff, right? He he used to be, like, kind of just like a, like a cowboy. Like, he would just be like, yeah, I'm going to just play this deck, whatever. Right? And now I think he's just been sticking with, like... He's been playing a lot of modern and a lot of standard. Yeah, yeah. So well, he's been on Delver forever. Yeah, yeah it seems, seems like he's just been playing the the good deck, you know, not the kind of like, like I could see Jerry like old Jerry, and I don't know, like I'm just making judgments based on nothing, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, I, Wild baseless speculation. Here yeah. are the A team. <laughs> so like I could just see like the old Jerry just showing up with some kind of birthing pot concoction or some kind of like. Grixis control deck or something crazy, you know? But nowadays I just expect him to play like Delver or something, you know? I don't think, I wouldn't put him on like ramp or anything, but. Jay, what do you think about the metagame standard right now? What do you, what do you think we're going to see do really well this weekend? Uh, well, I think you'll see probably Delver do pretty well, but I mean, everybody's metaing against it. I don't know if Blue Black's good enough to make it in the top eight. Probably isn't. Um, you'll probably see at least some zombies, which is really disappointing. Um, 
I don't know, yeah. I don't know if you'll see pod decks. I mean, who cares? It's Star City Games opens. Well, this is, no, this you is the invitation. You can see This is the invitational, man. This is, this is worth, like, this is worth a good chunk of dough. Yeah. This is, like, the finals of the season. This is, like, a uh, <laughs> Star City Pro Tour. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I also don't, like, I don't know about that zombie deck. Like, I played it for a couple, you just feel like you can't be beat. And other draws, you just want to shoot yourself in the face. Like, it just feels like sometimes the deck just comes out all wrong, and sometimes it comes together real nice. Um, I don't know. I'm real. I'm still on the fence of whether that's like it's obviously a good deck, but whether that's a deck that I even want to play it at some point or not, or continue to play. I, I know I, I played against it the other day with my FNM Hero deck, and. Um, the kid who was playing it was just kind of like, oh man, just got under my skin. He was just looked like one of those guys who was just like not happy to be there. And then uh, we both had the mulligan to five, right? And he's like turbo tilted that he had a mulligan to five, so he's like, oh. And I'm just like, okay, like you're on the play, go. And uh, he's like, land grave crawler. And I'm like, eh, this is a pretty decent five five card hand, you know. And then he's just like. Land and then on his third turn he drops um, Dross Messenger, and I'm like, man, this guy's curving out like a beast. And like fourth turn he drops the Lord, hits me again, and he's just like huffing and puffing. It's like the guy that Jay was talking about who just like is pissed off that he's curving out so nice. You know? <laughs> Simon Lee. Yeah, he's like Simon Lee over here. He's like, oh, another grave, another grave crawler. Ugh. Ugh. Like, Ugh. Oh. Only all four of my Dross Messengers. Like, what about variants? Uh. <laughs> well, it was, the, thing, the thing that really got me and got under my skin, he was like, so after his Dross Messenger Lord draw or whatever, right? Um, he c- copies the Dross Messenger with a Phyrexian Metamorph. And he's just like, oh gosh, mm, copy, and he just points to it and just like to you. And I'm like, at, I'm at at this point, I'm at like six life or something like that, right? And I, like, I'm already like in my head, I'm just like, yeah, I'm so dead, like whatever. And he's still pissed, and. So, like, his last card, he's out of cards. He top decks Sword of Feast and Famine, plays it, and goes, finally! And, like, <laughs> equips it and hits me. And I'm just like, finally? Like, this is what you're waiting for? I was already dead. Like, you didn't even need the sword. You could have drew a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, finally, I get the sick Rubbins. Sword hits finally, me. Finally, I just fucking crushed oh. you. God. <laughs> Stupid zombie deck. <laughs> so anyway, sorry to interrupt Jay. You were saying that zombie. You, no, I'm you're... done with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the in, the first prize of the Invitational is ten grand for this weekend. Yeah. yeah so it looks like it's going to be starts Friday morning, and at ten thirty, coverage starts in like ten and a half hours. Four rounds of standard, four rounds of legacy. Uh, top sixty four players or fifteen plus points goes on to Saturday. And then they have four rounds of Legacy, four rounds of Standard, and then they cut to Top 8, and then Sunday is just a Legacy Top 8. So you can count on the fact that I won't be watching this on Sunday. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll watch it, because maybe I just want to watch Maverick just smash everyone's face over and over again. Maverick. Maverick. So, uh, so yeah, I, I wonder if Adam Prozac is going to defend his title. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'll be like him and Jerry going down the uh, 
It's funny because I don't think he's going. That's kind of strange. Prozac's not going? I don't think so. Like, he lives very close to us. Yeah. And he was like, I guess this weekend, uh, JR invited me over to, like, hang out with him and Prozac and, like, we're all going to, like, make food or something. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of strange because you would think that he'd want to, like, defend his title. Well, I kind of get the impression that he's not 100% comfortable with it as it stands right now. I think he, the other thing is he's just, like, uh, he's he's a real cool guy. Like, I've hung out with him quite a bit now that he lives close. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is he doesn't always like to play Magic all that much. <laughs> so, like, it's just very funny because he's so damn good at it. And he's yeah. just kind of like, eh, I don't feel like playing Magic. Like, let's play Seven Wonders or, like, let's play this other board game. And I'm just like, wasted talent, man. <laughs> all that skill. Uh, yeah, he was actually going to do, uh, he was actually going to do F&M Hero with me and compete against me. Oh, really? And he was going to write a dueling column on Star City. Wow, I'd read that for sure. Yeah, but it got uh, it got the kibosh. By who? By the powers that be. Over at oh. SCG? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I was pretty, pretty sad about that, but, you know. Understandable. Huh. Did they just want nothing to do with you, and they didn't want to encourage or promote you in any way? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I didn't really get the details. But I just know he was really pumped to do it, and uh, he had a whole strategy mapped out of how he was going to approach it. And uh, and then I'm like, well, I'll talk to Steve because at the time I think it was Steve who was still in charge over there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then he was just like, oh, I got bad news, Medina. Like, can't do it. Uh, you know, they gave me the uh, the no. So so yeah, I don't know what what it specifically was the reason, but. It's unfortunate, because I thought that would have been really cool. I think he would have crushed me, by the way, obviously. Yeah, I don't think it would have been even fair. <laughs> like, bringing a knife to a nuclear war. Yeah, it was funny, because then he was like, yeah, and I don't want you to be able to trade for anything you're not going to play in your deck. Yeah. And I'm like, I have to have some edge here, man. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm like, come on, I'm not going to get there on play skill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get some speculations to pay off or something to get there. It's <laughs> funny. Well, I think that it's going to be a really exciting, uh, exciting weekend. So by the time this goes up, obviously we'll have a champion and a winner, and God knows where we're going to be. Um, there's like a million people qualified for this, so I don't even want to go through the whole. You know, who do you pick to win this as a favorite? Because it's just a fucking billion people going. Well, we should. We should. We should all just pick a pick a winner, Jerry. All right, you picked Jerry? <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, that's who I was going to pick. <laughs> so I, gotta, I don't think Reed Duke's luck is done yet. Is Reed Duke playing? Yeah, Reed Duke's – see, I don't know if he's playing, but he's invited. That's so, what I'm saying. So I don't know who's going because, like, 90% well, of the pros are all about LSV is not qualified. He's not going. He's going to Australia. Let's just pick, and then the people who were not playing, we just lose. You lose, you lose the little friendly bet here. Yeah. So you got Jerry. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I'll take Reed. You'll take Reed. Yep. Um, uh, I, I think I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Todd Anderson. Are you on fucking glue? You guys picked uh, Jerry, so I'll go with you're Todd. Not, you're gonna, why would you pick Todd Anderson? Drew? Drew doesn't usually do well in standard, man. Why would you pick Todd Anderson? 
Why not, man? You got a problem with Todd Anderson? Only if I'm being asked to draw with him to top eight. <laughs> you got a problem with Tanderson? Uh, I, I just hear far too him. many terrible stories about you that know what? guy. I want to pick him. I think he's had a hard re- week. He needs somebody to believe in him. I got your back, Todd Anderson. Yeah. yeah. How'd that work out with Masioli anyway? Let's do <laughs> uh, what, what happened with Masioli? Oh, well, having his back, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't happy about me, like, oh, I'm aware. coding on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we heard I felt kind of, I, I actually felt really bad because uh, he just, was, he's so good at, like, you know, making you feel bad for him, you know? Yeah. But I'm glad it all worked out in the end. Uh, Mary Jacobson crushed him in the slap bet. Yep. And uh, she has shipped one of her slaps to uh, Tom Martell. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get some slapping entertainment out of the, out of what happened, and uh, and you know, in the end of the day, everyone still you know loves Chris Mazzioli. Uh, he's just gonna get the beat down. That's all. So so yeah. Wow, slap bats. So what's up with Jay? Who's he gonna pick? I don't know, but he's away from the, oh, his computer. That's why, because he says "be right back," and I'm like Jay. <laughs> yeah. Jay, pick. He's not even there. No. He oh, temporarily walked away. Okay. But, so yeah, so you don't like my you don't like my Todd Anderson pick? Uh I I I can't say in all good conscience that Todd Anderson's going to win this tournament. I I think he's did, a Did he's he a top eight, Did he top eight the last uh invitational? Yeah, uh, I I just don't think he's going to win it, man. Wait, wait, wait. Is Caleb playing? Durward? Yeah. He's qualified. Okay, you can snap pick him. Oh, I would snap pick Caleb if he's yeah. playing. Yeah, because of the legacy top eight, I like that's a much better pick than than uh, I just, Todd. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't know if he's playing. I don't know. I don't, I, he's got to be. He's got to be playing. I'll pick Caleb. I'll pick him. Sorry, Todd. You're my second pick, Todd. <laughs> I gotta go with my boy Caleb. Caleb is my editor. I gotta go with that guy. He's the yeah. best. Yeah, I would. Uh, I w- I would feel safer with that pick if I were you. For All right, sure. Caleb. It is. Caleb. It is. Jay can have Todd Anderson. Um. Yeah, he'll take whoever he wants. Well, he'll take Todd because he's not here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, do you know that uh, Joey and Big Head Joe are both qualified? Yeah, they got the writer invite, right? Yeah, and so is Ruben. Ruben, uh, Ruben Bresler from the In Contention podcast is going to go in battle. Oh, wow, sweet. Or do his best impression of it. Yeah, that Wait, guy Does is... that mean Jesse is qualified? I don't know if he contributes enough. Oh, Maybe? man, that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, fucking, you know what? I can look that up, though, because they have a list posted. I don't know if he contributes enough. <laughs> well, because, well... <laughs> not like that. I understand I, that's how it came off, but not like that. I mean, if they have a craptastic bruise oh, section, shit. then yeah, Smitty's all up in that. Oh, shit. Okay. Hold on, let me see if, if Jesse's... Yeah. It's okay, Jesse. I, I talk a little shit, but, you know, it's fine. Jesse uh, Jesse deserves to, to get a little shit talk sometimes, you know? Jesse is not qualified. Ooh. Oh, he wasn't going to go anyways. No. Sorry. But uh, Shaheen, Shaheen Sarani is uh, qualified, obviously, so i got to say Shaheen's probably going to do pretty well. 
Yeah, you you know, I mean, if he's playing the deck, you were sneaking or whatever. I don't know, man. Yeah, but he's he's the master. He's the expensive sorcery master. He is the expensive sorcery. Conley Woods is qualified. The guest we had, Sean McClay, he's qualified, right? Yeah, he won a draft open. Man, people want more Sean McClay, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Sean McClay. That's okay. KYT's getting all over it. He's going to try to, like, pick that guy up for something. Yeah, he seemed really cool. So are you really going to pick him up? Um, He's apparently doing a show tonight, so. A show with who? Uh, some of his local guys, and we want to see uh, how good it sounds. Oh, nice, man. Hey, uh, Gerard Fabiano's qualified for this, too. <laughs> did you Jeff, intend to mention Jeff, Gerard? Yeah, Jeff, I did. I did intend to mention him. <laughs> Jeff Foster? I, love, I just love this joke. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I had... Um, I'm a big... I'm a fan of Sean McClay. I don't think he was a fan of me to begin with, though. Like, I seem to remember his Twitter. His Twitter is very distinctive, and it's, like, got all kinds of colors on it. Yeah. And I seem to remember that Twitter talking shit to me at one point. Ooh. Yeah. See, I only know people by their little Twitter icon. I don't really know them by, like, anything else. So if I see an icon, sometimes people put the same icon, and it just, just blows my mind. Like, I'm just like, wait, that's not that guy. I don't Someone know. Sounded like a cool guy, though. Who went, uh, He's awesome, yeah. yeah. I told you I'm a fan, you know? There's a lot of Moto uh, superstars on here, too. On uh, the Invitational? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people. You know who's been breaking out of Moto and, like, into real-life tournaments? Hattrick. Ship at Hala? Yeah, Michael Hattrick. I watched him. I watched a bunch of his Esper Control List in paper on, uh, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he caught some really bad beats, too. I, I really don't, like, it's funny because that guy just looks like an ordinary kid, right? Totally does. But, but, like, when you hear about him and all these stories from Jerry and stuff, you just picture this massive machine of magic, right? <laughs> it's like a legend. And then you see him and he's like this 16-year-old kid or whatever. I don't know how old he is, but he looks 16, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, man, all my, like, all my folklore and all that stuff is just out the window. <laughs> So uh Jay, we uh you wanna pick somebody for the uh to win the invitational that's not Jerry, not Reed Duke, and not Caleb Derwood? What? A choa? A choa? Who the fuck it's not Jerry, it's not Derwood, and it's not who? Reed Duke, because they've all been picked. Yeah, we pretty much were gonna give you Todd Anderson. Yeah. Or Conley Woods. Sure, Todd Anderson. Don't take Todd yes! Anderson. That's a sucker's bet. I don't think Conley's going, though. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, is, is there some sort of, like, Grand Prix halfway across the world? Or is there one, like, in Australia next week, and that's where that's where LSV is? I don't know. It's like... Oh, okay. There's one. This the Mexico one. Oh. And there's one at Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whatever. Does anyone have... Everyone's been pissing and moaning about the... Uh, Venser versus Koth dual decks and how they're fucking terrible. Does was there a list posted with the deck content? Yeah, somewhere? it was on yeah. like Gathering Magic. It was on Gathering Magic. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll go check it out. Do you want to know the skinny or what? No, I'll just look it up and then bitch about it later. Okay, because there was like uh, there was a red card that was being reprinted, and it has a super cool picture on it, uh, but I forgot which one it was. So when you uh, figure that out. Tell me. 
Good talk. <laughs> Good talk, bro. Oh, it was anger. That's oh, yeah. It yeah, and it's, got, and it's, got, it's got sick artwork. It got no, sick it's got artwork. okay artwork. I don't really like it. It's sick. Oh, Shut up, Jay Bush. You don't know. Uh, the on. other thing that has sick artwork is Path oh. Exile. And oh, yeah. Check this out, dude. There's actually come with emblems. Yeah, I see that. So, like, yeah, those so emblems are packs. Probably, they're probably going to be worth money, those emblems. Well, maybe, yeah. The Koth one, will, the the Koth one will be because it's actually seeing play, and the Koth emblem didn't exist in those packs, right? That's the difference. Yeah. Like, well, the Venser can... one didn't either. Yeah, but nobody plays Venser. Who cares? Yeah, yeah yet, the path bro. is sick. Yeah. See, and also Venser is played in Vampod. Yeah. Suck it, Jay Bruce. Gone. I, you know what? I hate saying I hate saying your name, Jay Bruce, when that's not your real name. Then don't say it. No one else calls me that. No? Is this the only no. thing I do? Yeah. Like, KYT doesn't call me Jay Boosh. What does he call you? Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. This is brand new information. This is, this is going to be my thing. You're going to be like, it's not John. It's Jonathan. I'm like, it's not Jay Boosh. It's Jay. <laughs> I should not even try because KYT doesn't care, actually. He just calls me whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> what a bastard. Hey, I think Flores is going uh, to Baltimore. Jay, you should pick him. All right, I pick him. <laughs> He's the best. You know who hasn't taught me shit? Jonathan fucking Medina. He's <laughs> <laughs> the ladies who play magic. That's. <laughs> That was a good segment. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I got to tell you guys about this deck that this guy proposed. It's Mono Black Sangromancer Control. What do you guys think of that? <laughs> I'm on board. Can I just no, Sangromancer. Discard and creature kill? That's a real That's a real card. Did you know that? Sangromancer oh. actually isn't terrible in Commander. It's it's pretty innocuous and can, can get you a lot of life. Really? Yeah. It's not Sanger terrible. Sangromancer fucking sucks. It's not terrible. No. It's totally backfired. Yeah, it's not terrible. <laughs> I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm reading that book, so whatever. <laughs> Wait, what, what book is this? It's called Shut Up! <laughs> it's called Shut Up and Go to Shoutouts! God I damn it! I didn't know you read books, Jay Boosh. Yeah. He does. He does. And this one doesn't even have too many pictures aside from a big creepy old dude on the front who's dead. Hey, fuckers, I read all five of the fucking... Just teasing you. The Game of Thrones books. Yeah, None okay. of those have fucking pictures in them. And they're each over a thousand pages, so fuck you, Mexico. The, yeah. the fact that you know that they're over a thousand pages and that you count that as, like, an accomplishment shows me you don't read books. It's not an accomplishment. I'm just saying to you that... You noted this as an accomplishment. All right, no. all right, all right. Children, let me fucking pull this car over. <laughs> This is good shoutouts. Seriously, for the love of Christ, shoutouts. You shut up, Jay. You shut up. (laughs) KYT, KYT, shoutouts. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) You shut your filthy whore mouth, whore! (laughs) Delete. (laughs) Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island, you pirate hooker? (laughs) (laughs) You're a smelly pirate hooker. (laughs) Oh, man. Those are my shoutouts. Jay Boots out. Smelly pirate hookers everywhere. Oh, uh, no, seriously. Okay, KYT, shoutouts go. Uh, shoutouts to Reed Duke. I was really 
happy to see him win. I mean, rooting really? for him all the way. Really. <laughs> um, awesome guy. Got to meet him at GP Orlando. So, shout-outs to him, and good luck to him to the Invitational if he actually ends up going or if he goes and crushes another GP. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Yeah. Um, shout-outs to Mike Flores. Hope he uh, actually... Doesn't have Alzheimer's. (laughs) (laughs) Really hope he does well. I mean, it backs up all his uh, crazy talk (laughs) that he always does. If Mike Flores Flores top eights or wins that whatever it's called, we have to have him on on account of he'll have something to talk about that happened in the last 12 years. (laughs) Oh, but I'm... He'll <laughs> be like, um, so I was talking to Johnny before the invitational, and he was like, "Dude, remember when these cards?" <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No more David Humphrey stories, or <laughs> um, or Johnny Appleseed, or whoever, whoever the hell. <laughs> the fucking Lord and like some dinosaurs. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> David Starburst or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just my shout-outs for this week. I'm going to be playing at the CMT Ottawa this Saturday, and hopefully I'll have... Oh, man. You better moves. top eight. That's that's the hope. All right. If you don't you top sh- eight, you're never living that down. Yeah, you're actually going to get downgraded on the cast. Jay Bush <laughs> is going to be the actual expert at standard, and you're going to be like the the casual champion. Yeah. Or <laughs> I love you, Loyal Cathar. <laughs> I love Loyal Cathar. <laughs> All formats. <laughs> Good, Jay. Yeah, no, I was serious. Shout out to Pirate Hookers. That's it. Fuck John Medina. <laughs> I hope you fail your FNM fucking garbage challenge. Garbage. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out, shout out to me literally being so sick that for the first time ever I sharted. And I've never experienced that before. <laughs> is that where you went? <laughs> yep, and it is awful. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, shout out to that. That is the grossest. Oh my god. Sean? Yeah, now what? <laughs> yeah, I can't top that. I can't top that. No. No, that's some serious mud butt action. You got to go in there, buddy. It was. It was. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened. I've never done that. It was fucking, it was awful. It's like the truth. And I'm just laughing to hide my shame. <laughs> it's okay. We're laughing with you. <sighs> All right. John, John, shout outs. <laughs> yes. Um, shout out to Caleb. Uh, he's been on a terror, and uh, he's been crushing some tournaments. So I'm happy to see him doing that. And uh, I feel like you know he works hard, and he's finally getting his due. So big ups to that guy. Yeah, they really uh, should just qualify him. By the way, for the fucking pro tour already. Yeah, isn't that like total robbery? Come on, yeah. man. Jeez. I don't even want to get started on this. No. Yeah, let's move on. Suffice, suffice it to say, we support the movement to put him onto the Pro Tour. Yes, put yeah, him on the Pro Tour. Him. Stop messing around. Yeah, okay, carry on. Carry on. All right. Uh, shout out to... Man, I had a whole list of them now. I'm all forgetting them. Uh, shout oh, out to... I have, 
I Go forgot ahead. a shout-out. I forgot a shout-out. Uh, I have to shout-out to Big Doug, because he is going to have twins. Yay! Yay! He, uh, his wife, he's like 48, and a giant, tall man, and he's, you know, I'm not, not to be offensive to my friend Doug, because he's a really <laughs> nice guy, but he's kind of fat, too. And I'm fat, too, but he's, you know, he's a big guy. He's not like a tall, skinny, fucking Adonis Greek god-looking motherfucker. But his wife apparently is like, she's like 34, he's like 48. This was like 34, and he's like an ER nurse or something, delivers babies, and is hot as shit. And then they just, they did in vitro, which I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that shit, because people get weird. You say like, oh yeah, they did in vitro. People get weird about that, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, they, did, <laughs> they did in vitro and she's pregnant with off twins. off the rails. She did, she's pregnant with twins, isn't that wicked? That's awesome. And he had, to awesome. Sell his magic. he had to sell his magic collection. Not he didn't have to, but he's like, I'm not going to have time to play magic. I'm going to have to be a good dad and shit. Yeah, yeah not, I mean. Not with twins. Twins is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so congratulations to uh, Doug and his wife. And, uh, and yeah, big shout out to him. And when you're ready oh. to come back, we will be here for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's shout a, out, Jay. That's a great shout out. That's yeah. way better than smelly pirate hookers. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad you didn't do that on your turn. <laughs> well, you need you need a time to take anyway. Speed, motherfucker! And you've Split no instant... second this shit. In response to your shoutouts, I will cast my shoutout. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, I, I'm I'm done. Thanks for everyone who's uh, gonna read Eminem Hero. Shout out to you guys, and uh, thanks for everyone who posts more Medina in the uh, in the post there. Nice. Okay. Shout out to everyone that uh, is going over to the CMT. Uh, I know that there were a bunch of people that were chatting with me uh, without, before the show, so I'm looking at uh, you know Ben and Dante and Seth and Luke. Hopefully, you guys all do uh, extremely well. Um, KYT obviously is going to well, see you Luke's there. Luke's so, going. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This I yeah. gotta see. This I gotta see. Uh, so good on them. So it'll be uh, at least a, a great time this weekend. That's going to be pretty sweet. I am going to do Easter dinner with my family because my parents are going out, so I will not be there. Um, but, uh, shout out to Shaheen Sarani for doing an awesome job in building this deck and, uh, it's really starting to take off. So good for him. And, uh, hopefully he also does well at the Invitational. He is definitely my pick number two, although I'm unsure how developed his legacy pedigree is. That's fine. Um, I hope he crushes standard like it was a tin can. Um, oh, in response to your shout out, yep. I'm going to add another shout out. Okay, I'm going to counter that. Shout out to Liz Cransdale. Oh. <laughs> All right, Liz Cransdale. Yeah, he's he's a friend of mine. Uh, Liz cool. Cransdale. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then in addition to that, I want to uh, just shout out the crew over at Red Side Wins. Um, shout out to uh, Commander Cast. Those guys are, are legit. Andy's the man. And um, I guess I want to give a shout out as well to uh, all of our podcasting community in general. I'm actually really proud of us and how far we've come. Um, I'm really impressed with how awesome the community can be when we all come together and uh, and do stuff. Like it, I just feel like anybody that we go out with, we can hang out with at any given moment, and it's it's just sweet shit. So, um, also all of you Star City Premium members, uh, please make sure you fill out your surveys. Because it's the only way that uh, we're going to be able to elicit any sort of change to how things have are being done and how they have been done. Um, 
So do that. I did mine and was quite candid, and hopefully it will help elicit change. Uh, unless you don't want change, in which case fill out your survey and say you don't want change, but you should do it anyway. So there you go. Um, yeah, and uh, shout out to uh, Big Head Joe. So Big Head Joe is moving to um, Texas and needs some support. And for those of us that have been uh, supporters of his show since the beginning, like, I mean, UMTG Taps basically, you know, got me to where I am today in the magic community. I attribute them, you know, wholly to my involvement today. Uh, so the least I can do is support, you know, Joe and his endeavor. He needs some help from us in the community. He's, uh, he's moving and needs some cash. So I think there's, um, there's a donate link on PayPal. Uh, it's probably sitting right on the, I want my MTG.com site. Uh, I just, uh, place a, a donation and I think uh, you guys should all too. So, um, help a brother out. And, uh, you know, this is like real life shit. This is like, I need to, to do something with my life and I need help. And when people reach out like that for something that's as relevant as this, uh, I think we should all come together. So shout out there. Agreed. Okay. So that's it. So, uh, I guess we'll check you all later and don't forget to watch. Uh, hopefully you all watched the, uh, coverage at this point. And I guess Jay wants to give an anti-shout-out to sharding. <laughs> um, we want to make sure that we give it... Uh, we want to make sure we give a shout-out to Clorox and OxyClean. <laughs> Fuck sharding. <laughs> and I guess with that, folks, uh, have a good night. We'll see you next week. See you guys. <laughs>